Whoa. Hey now. Whoa. Welcome Play. everybody to Sports Goose number 103. Sponsored by Smelter. You can get that on your PlayStation, your Xbox, your Switch, your PC. It's on everything. Go get it. Go buy it now. Go, go play as, as Eve. You've been kicked out of the Garden Eden. You're pissed off. So go, go try that out. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Francisco, joined by buddies Andrew and Charles, as always. And yeah, 103. So hello, guys. Off to a great start. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually talking about sports before this actually happened. Andrew said that Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, uh, McKesney Scott, just gave a bunch of money to FIU and UCF for some reason. So hit that and random. Actually, I, I, I looked it up further. It's just her. It's also her new husband, whatever his name is. Oh, so she doesn't want a sugar baby? Uh, Dan Jewett. Yeah. Uh, Dan, yeah, the luckiest yeah. man in the world right now, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. she, she doesn't want a 32-year-old lawyer? I mean, come Yeah, on. I I'm nice just hair. saying. Yeah, I'll, you know, I can I can do the pool boy look if I And, you know, I was wondering... For it. You know, I was wondering why she would be willing to give away so much for money. Apparently, she's given away $8 billion in the past two or three years. I mean, A, a 50 or I think up to $60 billion is her net worth. I mean, that's a pretty decent chunk, chunk of change. Um, but then I, re- then I realized part of her settlement from Jeff Bezos was was 4% or something so like my guess is she made eight billions that eight billion dollars a year so Oof. losing eight billion in philanthropy is nothing yeah yeah but still it's very cool that she's doing this yeah yeah she could just could have just you know screwed off and just you know did a bunch of other stuff so at least she's doing something helpful for this world you know what I mean Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. So good on her. You know, if she wants to throw some money to something real helpful, I mean, we're here. <laughs> we'll promote Ms. anything. Miss Scott, Scott, if you want to help out a a few struggling lawyers and pre lawyers, uh, you know, by all means. And hey, you know, we'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. Do you like retro sports video games in the background of of not expert opinions? Then come on down, you know. Pirani's hockey world, they they like it, you know. They, they you know they're the customers number one over there. They they continue to provide the best customer service, lowest price and largest production product selection. A culmination of all of their experience and hard work has resulted in an ever growing website with better features, more information and content, and a continuing push to provide you with all your hockey needs. They boast the lowest price and biggest selection of all the new products, the lowest prices and biggest selections of the closeout and prior year products. So visit our website. You'll see a banner for them. And, or you can just you know go, go on over to hockeyworld.com. But if you click on our website banner, then it'll help us out. So go ahead and do that, please, if you if you want to get some, some hockey gear. All right? It's, it's summer, so that means you should go to an ice rink because <laughs> it's getting freaking hot out here, guys. 
Really? I will do whatever she needs me to do to wipe my student debt. If she needs me to parade around in that hockey gear, mm. I will do it. If her yeah. favorite movie is the Mighty Ducks, and she wants me, you know, she wants to be Coach Bombay, and I'll be, uh, who's the other kid? Pacey from, uh, I forgot his name now. Pacey from Dawson's Creek. I'll, I'll role play if I have to. Go buy some hockey gear. They mm. have good cups. You can get your own customized jerseys. Now is the season, kids, because Stanley Cup playoffs. Look at that. I'm leading to hockey. Ooh. I own this joint now. Ooh. Stanley Cup playoffs. What oh. do we have here, boys? We have the Islanders versus the. Come on, is man! It's right there. Is it? Is it a bit? I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm trying to go from memory. Baby. Uh, oh well, you yeah. Memory is serves memory. you. You're I, talking. I know it's the gold. I know it's the Vegas Knights. Mm-hmm. I know it's the Islanders. I know it's one of the Canadian, the Montreal ones. Yeah. Right? Okay. And then who's my fourth one? <laughs> it's, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> oh, we guys lost the you. first oh, one. Oh my God! I don't know. The team that was coming in like a juggernaut, <laughs> and you're gonna lose game one. Andrew, Ooh. take it from here. Oh boy! I even had the petty coming in <laughs> because why does Tampa get to have all the nice things? Hmm. What kind of backwards hell? It's kind of like the football gods, the baseball gods, the hockey gods suffered decades of inbreeding, and now they have an intelligent child. It's not even Forrest Gump intelligent looking. It is like pure savant. Andrew, take it away. By the way, <laughs> go from there. <laughs> Full disclaimer: He's an Orlando fan. For those who are Ooh, now just tuning in, man. How are you he doing? He hasn't been on in a week. I, I, He's he, been. He needs to are you there, now. Andrew? You've been silent. Did he actually? Is he gone? I, I broke his spirit. Oh, God. <laughs> I broke it. I, I was he said wondering. His died. I, I did like the whole thing. I was kind of like waiting for him to like, because he was talking in the middle of it to continue his thought. And then you popped in. And then I'm like, oh, you were just hanging on that lightning thing. I'm like, oh, he must be steaming right now. And. He's gone. Wait, what did, what did I miss? Oh, here he is. All right. Well, not that, you know. Just... Well, if you choose to revisit any of our petty announcements, mm. always listen to our podcast version, which is going to be probably yeah. slightly edited and rebooted and put Maybe on not. later at some point. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. You see how we brought it together? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to go back and listen to what we said, Andrew, just, just check it out sometime, you know, maybe later tonight or or tomorrow morning you'll you'll see what uh charles is talking about there okay but andrew hockey well. tampa bay lightning what's going yeah. on, what's, going on? <laughs> I, what's going on is barry trotz is figuring you guys out that's what it is yeah he just <sighs> need another year well, that's all he needed another year I, you know just well let me let me let me say this first off i knew this was not going to be a sweep um, you have been modest. I will tell you. I'll tell that now for anybody who wants to know what the group chat is. I I knew this was not going to be a sweep. Um, I mean, especially, you know, when we consider, you know, I mean, no offense to Florida, um, but you know, Florida does not have a lot of the playoff experience and tangibles, what have you, that the Islanders have. That's one thing. Um, Two, I mean, I I haven't followed them much, but from what I've heard, their defense is insane. And if they get any semblance of a lead, they just lock it down. Um, 
to the point that people have called them a very boring team, which listen, if you're lifting 30 something pounds, uh, if you're, if the end result is you lifting Lord Stanley's cup, I don't care how boring you are. The goal is to win 16 games. So, uh, yeah, you know, San Antonio Spurs, basically. <laughs> For as yeah, that as you can right. get. There you go. Um, so I, I knew it was not going to be a, a quick series, an easy series. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to see the game because I was driving back from Orlando, but I was listening on the, I was listening on the radio. And from what I was able to pick out, it seems like we just made a lot of mental mistakes. We were constantly turning the puck over in our zone. Um, I mean, that seems to be a big issue. And then I've seen also that some people, I saw some people mention that Vasilevsky gave up, uh, gave up a pretty uh, uncharacteristic goal. That being said, the the bright side is, despite all these mistakes, from, I kept hearing turnover, turnover, turnover in the offensive zone. I think we had a half dozen such turnovers. We still only gave up two goals. Um, that's easily a game that we, based on the number of turnovers, we should have lost by significantly more. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that was just a fluke. Uh, another thing is we're going to be getting um, Blake Coleman back 100%. Not that he was injured or anything, but apparently um, his wife had gone into labor uh before the game and that he was kind of, he was a game time decision of whether he was going to go to the hospital, be with her or go to the game. Uh, he had a very subpar game for, by his standards. So that's uh, how you get born your baby in by being disappointing. But luckily, well, not luckily because we ended up losing, but you know, he was able to get to the hospital on time with several hours to spare. So, you know, congratulations to him on the birth of his second child. Um, so we'll see. Game time is in about, let's call it an hour, because they take a zillion years to drop the puck, even though the slated game t- uh, puck, puck drop is at 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll see. And then another thing to, to mention is, for some reason, we have been cursed when it comes to playing in Tampa uh, for the first two series, we've been the lower seeded team. So the first two games were away and the second two were at home. We swept the away series, the first leg of the away both times. And then each time we lost the first game at home. So for some reason, there's a curse about playing about the first time we play at home in a series. I don't know why that is, um, but we'll see. We will see. Hmm. I think. Well, as you all know, I hope the Lightning lose. <laughs> yes. You're not going to pull Team Florida? Ah, hell no. No, you guys won already. Jeez, you guys got two of them, so you know. Give, give the I, I give the Islanders their fifth. 
Uh, and also, it'd probably piss off a lot of Rangers fans to know that the Islanders would have more Stanley Cups than they do. <laughs> so that's like, that'd be pretty mention, fun. I would like to mention this. If the Islanders win, they're going to change their logo. Oh, yeah, that's right. They have to add another tape to that stick. Yes. Uh, Charles, if you look at their logo, there's a, there's a hockey stick on it. There are four lines on the blade of the stick mm. that represents each of their four Stanley Cup championships. So they haven't won in ever. Um, but logic would dictate if they win, then they're going to add another one. I think it's been over 30 years since their last cup. Mm. 1983. Yep. <laughs> For almost 40 years. Yeah. 1983. And, uh, on the line for the remaining teams, uh, Vegas obviously is looking for their first Stanley Cup, which, holy shit, if they pull that off, that would be ridiculous. Uh, they would... They would absolutely demolish the record for the first for quickest time between expansion uh, for an expansion team expansion first season and winning a cup and they almost did it in their first season don't you want them to win though because that would be a new hope to get people invested into the krakens well i saw a video about uh seattle and i think seattle won't have much trouble supporting the kraken anyways Because Seattle's been a pretty darn good sports town. They're desperate for a team to cheer for because A, the Mariners suck, and B, the one one team that they did have that was good and they really supported was the Supersonics. Mm, They have the Seahawks, dude. The Seahawks oh, yeah. won a Super Bowl. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks are there. Yeah, the problem know? is the Seahawks are known for more from screwing over the Super Bowl than the actual victory that they had. Mm. Their second one. Well, they, you don't they, want they, that they should have had two. You know, they should have had Rumors two, about but... Russ, you know, Russell Wilson, things like that. But hey, man, you know. All right, but they no, but they're no Seattle's Seattle's. Are, they it's it's. I mean, they lost Super Sonics a long time ago. That's 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 a long time. I ago. know, but it, it's it's still. It's, it's, yeah, they're still they're gonna get a team now. back. The NBA is gonna expand to thirty-two teams. Seattle and name a city, Vegas. Watch, it'll be Vegas. Uh, Vegas baseball would be interesting. Are I they... think it's a better bet because of the Raiders, and now you have the Golden Knights. Um. Yeah, I'm saying a basketball team because that. Yeah, you know, pairs easily. Oh, the arena's already there. You know, hey, why not? You can now, just always bring it back to Vancouver. <laughs> you to have a second Canadian team. Hey, let's give this a second shot. Let's see what happens. Um, but yeah, no, Seattle's gonna have an an easy time. I saw a video most recently about uh, like Ron Francis and uh, talking about the whole process, and they they've already sold out their season tickets. You know, just like you can sell out Smelter, even though it's pretty hard to sell out a digital-only game. So it'll always be available for you guys Unless to get. Unless you're the you know? Mario Rabbids for $5 yeah. on the Ubisoft you know? store. It's time to get even, if you know what I mean. So, she, you know, she's pissed off, man. Kicked out of the Garden Eden, man. Sheesh. So get that. Get that on your your consoles or your PC. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Seattle's going to have a 
easy time supporting that team. So, and yeah, once again, yes, the, the Mariners, and the Mariners suck. Sure. And uh, after the Seahawks are done, you pretty much have like this lull between that and the Mariners. So Seattle can easily and- pop in, and they probably, um, I doubt, will get the extreme success that Vegas got in season one. But they, I don't know. I don't know. I, they, I think they have a chance. Um, Not, I don't think we're going to get to the Stanley Cup final, though. I think they'll have a decent team that won't, they're not going to be a lottery team, you would think. Well, that's, I mean, no one in their right mind could have expected that Vegas was going to go to the Cup in their first year. And they've been to the playoffs in, what, I think every year that they've been? Yep, every season. Um, their coach. I, I yeah, they've, they've, yeah, they've already fired their and Gerard Gallant just got hired by the New York Rangers, by the way, so that, that happened. Um, but Peter DeBoer is doing a pretty darn good job right now, trying to get to a third Stanley Cup final at this point. So he's actually a really good coach. He started out in Florida, by the way. So, so he's actually a really good hockey coach. Saying that, I'm not saying that I think Seattle's going to get to the cup, but I'm not saying that they're going to go through, uh, you know, Ottawa Senators. Sort of. <laughs> oh, did you see that video from Urinating Tree? That's exactly why I brought them up. They were the first thing that came to my mind. I did not know that story. For those who don't know, Urinating Tree put out a video about the Ottawa Senators, the beginning of that franchise, the, the second version of the Senators, not the original one that was good and won all the Stanley Cups back in the early 1900s. But, um, yeah, the the Ottawa Senators, basically there was a mishap with a laptop battery. <laughs> I could I was laughing so hard when I saw that that was the reason they had no data on their draft board for the expansion draft. Oh my goodness gracious. And they couldn't charge it and it was 1990 what 91 or 92 technology. So the battery's not going to charge any faster. Oh my you have to watch. I don't want to spoil the whole thing. It is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. And uh like I almost what year is this game? This is World Series Baseball ninety eight, which actually released in nineteen ninety seven for right. the Sega Saturn. Nice. Which I am putting on sale right now for my <laughs> I'll get to that later because I am swimming in money, guys, right now. That is for it's sure. Money to blow, kids. Mm. Well, it's it's gonna be blown. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But uh, yeah, yeah, I am swimming in money that will really dry up really quickly. <laughs> it's so interesting. It looks like they're holding cricket bats. Mm. Oh, because they look kind of flat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Uh, Good old PS One era games. Yeah, man. Yeah, and which uh, don't really get you that much on the market right now. So I'm just saying, if you if you got some PS1, N64, and even some Saturn games, they're, they're, don't expect them to go up any higher right now. <laughs> you might, if, you, if you're if you're sitting on them, you might want to unload right now, or you might as well just keep them until the disc rot 
sets in and you can't even use them at all. So I'm just saying you got to get out now while you can. Because <laughs> I am experiencing that lately with my uh, unloading of my collection. One game is dead and my Super Nintendo is dead. Which I was not expecting. And I take good care of my stuff. Oh, wow, that was a tangent. Where were we? Seattle. That's right. Yeah, we. Oh, we, this has all been a tangent. We were with Vegas, and now we're at Seattle. But yeah, I think Seattle is going to be all right. Honestly, our shows are and just their merchandise sale is going to be tangent. awesome for real. Their merchandise sale is going to be awesome. I hear they they're they're doing really well with those. Um, with that the whole Kraken theme, it just matches. And they're in, they're in Seattle. They have so much sponsor sponsor money around there. They're 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 never gonna be one of those cap floor teams unless they do it on purpose. You know, right? That that there's just way too much money. That team is never gonna have an issue with that. Who's who owns them? Is it like a like a conglomeration like how, like how Philly is in basketball, or is it like yeah. a single owner? No, I no. I think it's a group of guys. It's a group of people. But, I mean, their their new arena. Well, actually, it's an old arena being renovated to be new. Uh, is sponsored by Amazon, so they threw that money in over there. Yeah, they got a ton of money. They're they're good. They're good down there in Seattle or up there in Seattle. They are real good. Yeah, and I'm excited. New team, thirty two. There we go. Uh, we just need baseball and basketball to keep up. Not football, please. Nah, no more, no more NFL teams. No more NFL teams. The Jets are barely an NFL team. So maybe we should contract. If you were to contract oh. two NFL teams, which ones would they be? All right. Real quickly on this one, because you, ha- you have to do this now. Yes. I'm going to say it. You got just get rid of the Detroit Lions. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have had 70 years of being the team most notable for the Thanksgiving games and just losing the yep. thanksgiving games and you've had a plethora of great players you have three you had always notable players you had two players and barry sanders and calvin johnson that were like yeah we don't even want to finish our careers and we're still in our basically in our primes yeah. <laughs> they detroit brought their spirits hell i would even venture and dominican sue but you know playing defensive tackle doesn't get you that notoriety in the present day but you've had like real standout players he has a ring right he was with that Tampa, you right? drafted yeah he was Tampa. you got a ring now oh my god You're you boy. know he, he did it right he did it right he was basically a bounty hunter dolphins gave him you know but you know he was worth it so i would say contract that oh four of it, it you know american american auto industry is dying anyway because you know wh- why should we keep it going actually i, I take mean, we don't have to get detroit lines going i take well detroit yes i agree with that because uh, my boss is from detroit and he's like yeah the lines are <laughs> like like okay the red wings are good you know, you know they you know were good for a long time so that's fine the 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 tigers you know at least try yeah that they at least try and then you got the the the, the pistons who you know every 15 try, 15 years you know they'll, they'll they rise again but yeah the lions are just an embarrassment he's like they, nobody cares about them had oh. they not had they not have a i won't say successful fan base but loyal fan base i would skip say get rid of the Cleveland yeah. browns you already got rid of first time anyway 
and you've done nothing in the last We've tried to kill them before. Years. Yeah, and your most noticeable thing has been, you know, going 1 and 15, 0 and 16, mm. and you get this one playoff season. It's just right now is that you've had that one playoff season. You have a lot of astounding players. Yeah. And I, but if I had to be relative looking at things as a whole, looking at it as a whole, I would say get them the F out of Dodge. You know, one playoff appearance, one 10 and 6 record aside from playoff appearance, but going 1 and 15, 0 and 16, thinking Hugh Jackson can go as a coach. I, I would think that will warrant on the totality of things a contraction. Not yeah. Houston, because you could say Charles Houston was also an expansion team, similar to that. And they were trash, but they've done some successes in the AFC. Yeah, so that yeah, is what counter screwed up that playoff game against Kansas City, you know? So, yeah, so you know that too. You know I, they had the Matt Schwab. Every I, day. I take back my New York Jets thing because we need a joke franchise. We do. Yeah, you do. Everybody needs that one. Like the Browns are a joke, but it starts to get but, sad. <laughs> That's a place but they, you know, you you can't you can have. There's only so many times you can have a Wario to your Mario, but you don't need Waluigi's, and that's why you can get rid of <laughs> said people, said franchises. Mm. You know the Jets are always going to be your Wario. And you're only going to yeah. be here for half the show, right? Yeah, I'm here until late. Okay, all right. So that's when me and Charles can go all nerdy afterwards for what happened today. But uh, well, since you're actually uh, okay, so. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you, Charles. I, I see the Lions, and I can see maybe even the Jaguars. I could, I could see that too. But they're almost—they're like the—I don't know. I don't know. If the thing is, they've had joke? winning franchises though. On this I mean, they literally were a joke on a TV show in the Good Place. Yeah. So they did go one in fifteen. Yeah, but. You know, the, the whole thing about the Jaguars is just there's too much recent success to really kill them because you take into consideration that AFC uh, championship. But granted, guess. hiring Urban Meyer as your coach is always a reason for revocation, mm. revocation and, you know... Uh, yeah, and they're just going to move to London right. anyways. We all know this. Hey, but that's the thing, though. that That's potential. No one wants to support... Really, no one supports the tr- team that could be associated with the Cleveland Browns as being like the Cleveland Steamers because of the color coordination mm. and then with the detroit lions more like paper lions am i right mm. i'll be here all week kids all right andrew <laughs> since we didn't talk about it and i was assuming that had you been here last week we would have talked about it college baseball playoffs yep we Ongoing. we've officially hit the as some people are calling them the omaha eight which mm. sure why not indeed I was watching. What was that game? I actually watched the game, Tennessee versus LSU. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was I was there with my brother in law, and he's like, um, "Of course, my brother in law went to Mississippi State, so he must be excited." Yeah, he's excited. That's for sure. You know, my, my alma mater's gone. All right, so we're done with there. But but so are the, you know, the Canes are gone. So that's fine. Uh, I'm glad about that. So baseball's not a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was, that was the thing my brother-in-law were talking about. So, like, my dad was watching the game. He's just kind of like, he's, you know, just kind of. We were just discussing like the differences between college baseball and and uh, well, basically what college baseball is like. He's like, yeah, college baseball, no lead is safe. <laughs> no lead is safe. Game start. Oh, cool. 
eight nothing, and then like in the first two innings, and then like by the end of the game, it's like ten to eleven. <laughs> and Andrew, your UCF Knights were in a game like that most recently. Yep. You know, you guys fell short, unfortunately. Yep. To your rival, unfortunately. Yep. But that is basically the the extent of like I, there are very few pitchers in college baseball that you're like, yeah, I trust that guy to lock down this game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> aside from unless, the guys unless, in Vanderbilt right now. Well, yeah, Jack unless you're Vanderbilt. Please come to New York. You know, you got Jack Leiter, who, you know, Al Leiter's son, who, uh, uh, you know, played for the Yankees and the Mets and the Marlins and the Blue Jays and picked up a few rings along the way. And then you got uh, the, the other dude. Kamal Rockwood. There we go. Yeah. And those guys are just, dear Lord. Absolutely. The Vandy boys have an embarrassment. One thing opinion. Vanderbilt is good at. That is true. <laughs> is baseball. <laughs> they should just they should just close their football program and just put all the funds towards the baseball program. <laughs> I, I swear, that's 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 the that, that was that's probably what they should do. Just like, you know what, I mean, this they, football they thing's gave not us the out. gift of Jay Cutler. And make so a then... hockey team. Maybe they might be good at that. Make a hockey team. Close the football program, tear down the football stadium, build a hockey rink, and make a hockey program. All right? Get BU to run it, and we'll be fine. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, so shall I discuss the teams that made it to Omaha? Yeah. Uh, all right, so Vanderbilt. we've got North Carolina State. Mm -hmm. Their first game is going to be against Stanford. You've got Arizona against the Vandy Boys. Yep. You've got Tennessee against Virginia. Mm -hmm. And then Mississippi State against Texas. That's some heavy hitter programs there. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, obviously, Vanderbilt is going to be the favorite going into this, having, I can't, yeah, they're, they're going for a repeat. I don't care that it's a year removed. It's a repeat. Yeah. If they win. Um, because obviously, it was the College World Series was canceled last year. Um, my name is Eve, and I am fresh out of Eden. <laughs> and armed with a living suit of armor. Experience a hybrid of 16-bit style action and real-time strategy in Smelter. I guess call me Eve from now on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Andrew um, and Eve. There we go. Close enough. <laughs> um, well, I'm just, uh, I'm going, let, let me, as we're, as we're going to talk college baseball, who is their most noted alumni in Major League Baseball? Joey Cora. Um, thousand David games. Price. David Price. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like the guys who played like the most games. Oh, well, David Price. Yeah, he's a pitcher, so he's never gonna be okay. So their most noted hitter. Somebody with talent. Yeah, their their most noted hitter. Their most noted was uh, Joey Cora. Although Dansby Swanson is also going up that list and probably will surpass him if he keeps playing the way so he does. Let's, I'm going to go down their Wikipedia list. And David Price is 
Actually, he hasn't Gosh. pitched the most. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, Scott Sanderson is uh, the most noted pitcher as of right now with the uh, with uh, in Vanderbilt alumni baseball history. I played for Montreal, Chicago. Uh, uh, players remember forget. Look at that. <laughs> Chicago, Oakland. New York with the Yankees. He was an all-star that year, 1991. Then the Giants and the White Sox and the California Angels. So there you go. Scott Sanderson, as of now, Andrew, even though David Price has the hardware and the money and all that whatnot. So Yeah. And then, yeah, Joey Cora on the other side. So, so there you go. Uh, all right, What's so that's Vanderbilt. Francisco. Vanderbilt, who, who are they facing? What did you say, Charles? I, I forgot. What fr- what hardware? That title ring that he didn't even really play for? Cy Young, you know, all star eh, appearances. Rigged, you rigged. Know? definitely. He rigged. got paid. Commented on. He got paid as well, you know. John Carlos Stanton got paid. <laughs> oh well. AJ Burnett got paid. Yeah, well, hey, hey, like AJ got you a ring, so you know. Exactly. AJ got you a ring. Not really get the Dodgers the ring, or yeah. did he get everybody else? <laughs> So yeah, Red Sox debatable. So who are they facing, Andrew? Vanderbilt versus who? Uh, hold on. As he's looking, David Price overrated. Oh, overrated. Good lord. Uh, they they're facing Arizona. 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 Let's see. Gosh, darn it! Baseball Reference. It's actually telling me about the state of Arizona. So let's see. Um, I'm just going to go down the list to see how successful these programs are. I'm just going to put Arizona um, Wildcats. Let's go. NC State has made it to the College World Series three times, have never won. Uh, their last appearance was in 2013. Uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm has won twice. They won back-to-back in 1987 and 1988. Mm-hmm. They're three-time runner-ups in 2000, 2001, and 2003. And this will be their 17th CW. Arizona's got some heavy hitters. Look at that. Kenny Lofton, JT Snow, Trevor Hoffman. They got some, they got some guys here. They got some dudes. See, Arizona has won four times, most recently in 2012. Terry Francona. Yeah, there's some good dudes on this list. So, let's see. Tennessee, probably their most famous is Todd Helton. That's a callback. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see. Players went here. Let's see. We got for Stanford, Bob Boone, the father oh. of of great Yankees manager Aaron Boone. Oh, right. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> Wait till we get to the MLB segment, Ooh. and you guys are gonna. Well, we're kind of in it. Mike Mussina. Mike Mussina. We, we leave them so long. That, you know. Salt of this household. Yeah. Oops. So Mike Messina went to Arizona as well. Uh, yeah. She, where, where are the hitters? 
uh, I saw a lot more. Oh wow. Okay, this is Stanford. So Mike, yeah, Mike Messina and uh, Bob Boone, Drew Storen's on here. Okay. All right. Oh, that's. Sheesh, man. What is this? Rick Helling, he got a ring, somewhere with the Marlins, I can see. So. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So where where are we at? Where are we at now? So, uh, you also mentioned who'd you mention? It was Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, by far it's got to be Todd Helton. Volunteers. Uh, yeah, he's, most famous. He, yeah, he's probably. Uh, let's see, University of Tennessee. Where are you? There we go. So the Vols, we got. Todd Helton played the most. Yep, by a long shot. By a very long shot right now. Then we got... Who else is this? Uh, who's, who's their most noted pitcher? Rick Honeycutt. So, there you go. Alright. It's a name I recognize, at least. R.A. Dickey also went there. He won a Cy Young. So there you go. Drew, second writer. He played for the Marlins. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's see. So there we go. Some guys there. So that's that's Tennessee. Who else? What, what other teams are in the tournament? Uh, MSU. Ah, Mississippi State. Oh, Rafael Palmero went there. I think he's the number one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Buddy. Hey, that's a case of controversy he, right there. I, I, and, and I think they're either they're they're training or like their their whatever their facility is called over there duty noble well not or, not the not the uh not the stadium but the you know the training facility for the baseball team is named after rafael palmero oh we've we so went over this before is when, he a duty the, head because rafael palmero is not a likable person sure. well i mean he's throwing a lot of money at mississippi state so he's like there Rafael Palmero. Uh, yep, he is the most noted one. Of course, he is uh, dishonored by all of baseball right now. This man hit 500 home runs, has 3,000 hits, and is not in the Hall of Fame. If we're... Mm, I'm pulling... Now I'm pulling up... Uh, Will Clark went here, too. That's right. Okay. I'm pulling up uh, Texas now. Will Clark and... We also let's see who's their most noted pitcher. Jonathan Papelbon. I can I can one up you there. Where where are we? Roger Clemens. Oh, that's oh. right. He went to Texas. That is right. That is right. Roger Clemens. Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Is John Papelbon not like the epitome of like a mouth breather? <laughs> oh boy um, oh man like there's a lot of petty there oh yeah you guys should know oh we know we know that 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 2007 red sox 2008 2009 all that stuff then, uh, and then for let's see who's the uh, most let's see university of texas who okay so they're as far as position players the guy who played the most was Pinky Higgins from 1930 to 1946. He played the most as a position <laughs> player 
for the Longhorns. So, I, I mean, is that the best you got, Longhorns? Pinky Higgins as far as a position player? I mean, Roger Clemens is like the big one as far as... Yeah, as far as pitchers. Yeah, he's like the only one as far as pitchers. I don't know none of these guys. These are all players I'm never forget. Who the hell is Mark Pikovsky? <laughs> Sheesh. He got picked on a lot as a kid because of that last name. Uh, okay, Dennis Cook. Ah, he won a ring with the Marlins. Okay, I, I recognize that name. But yeah, yeah. Sheesh. All right, so. I mean, it's not as notable as they would want you to think. That's what I'm saying. Texas. I mean, you have two stud pitchers, though, even to give the mouth breeder some credit when credit's due. I mean, okay, so Roger Clemens, I get it. I understand. And then um, for Virginia, Ah, probably the most famous player is Ryan Zimmerman. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, so let's see. So Virginia, we got. Let's see what baseball reference pops out here. As far as the both sides, so yeah, Ryan Zimmerman, most noted, got that ring. We got Epa Rixie, who's in the Hall of Fame. Y'all remember Epa Rixie? Let's haul oh, y'all. Yeah. Let's haul y'all. Here we go. Played from. Oh boy, let's see. Played from 1912 to 1933 for the. I just want to make sure this is the right Philadelphia, for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies and the Cincinnati Reds. And that is it. He made the Hall of Fame with. Uh, let's see, as a pitcher, 266 wins, 251 losses, a 3.15 ERA, and a 55.9 WAR. So there you go. Epirexia, everybody. Never played in the playoffs. Actually, uh, he pl- oh, no, he pitched in one World Series for the Phillies in 1915, and they lost, obviously, because the Phillies are a horrible franchise. That took way too long to win anything for for a baseball team. Trash. Mm. Much like another Philadelphia team that we will mention later on in the show. <laughs> Woo! I'm hungry for pie. Listen, I don't like to be hungry for mm. pie, but you you're, you're a little hungry, hungry like about. Pac-Man, which resembles a certain logo of a certain team that beat a certain franchise from a certain city in Pennsylvania. Waka waka, bitches. Mm. <laughs> so, is that all the teams? Virginia, That was we, we covered all of them at this I point? I think so. Okay, so those are all their notable alumni. Actually, did I? Yeah, no, Epirexy was the pitcher, right? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Epirexy, there we go. Gosh, man, wow, this 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 list is barren with people that I recognize at all. Sheesh, it's amazing how many college baseball players don't make it to Major League Baseball. Especially, I guess, when you because consider high school played. and high school and then international players. Hmm. But they're like the Jan Brady's of, you know, prospects. Always forgotten. It's always cute little Cindy or Marsha. And yeah. And for it's, Jack Leiter, please join the Mikeys. Like they have to be like overly amazing just to get 
like you know, even got a Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds went to Arizona State. You know, I think Mark McGuire went to Arizona State too, right? Or no? Yeah, no, he, he went, went to, to USC. yeah USC. That's right, Doy. Yeah, Mark McGuire went there. So it it seems like you have to really stand out to 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 actually be something in Major League Baseball and from college baseball. It seems because because it's like oh if, well if you were really that good we didn't send you in high school you know. For some guys, but then you got once again the extremes like a Jack Leiter. It's like, whoo, lordy, or you know, Steven Strasburg, San Diego State popped out, or you have those guys that forego high school, did like the Bryce Harper route, went to junior college just so he could get drafted earlier. So that that could also be a thing. Man, where are we? Tangents. Can we talk about college baseball? What else is there, Andrew? What else would you like to discuss in your, your I guess, times, you know, like, like 10 minutes, I guess? I'm not sure. Well, I guess I could briefly discuss the expansion of the college football playoff. Hey. Let's do Since it. You guys don't know shit about it. And no, I we do, do not. <laughs> That's why you are here. Yeah. So, just as a recap. We talked for... about snacks last episode, Andrew. Me, uh, me, me, and, me, me and Charles were here talking about Oreos and Ding Dongs. No, we were imitating Japanese voiceover dubs. Oh, that's I right. I was doing a bunch of anime noises, too. It was very sensual. NBC and saying that they're two whitewasher commentaries to truly appreciate culture. In this is why we, we we need you to anchor us. Andrew. But where's the lie, though? Where's the lie? <laughs> Nowhere. There is no lie. Mm. Mm So, Andrew, please inform us what is going on with college football. Why are people happy and pissed off at the same time? Because nobody's ever happy with what goes on. So, this is the culmination of, say, probably six years. Well, five, certainly four years of people being just pissed off um back in 2014 was the introduction of the college football playoff uh prior to that was the bcs which was the top two teams according to a ranking play each other for the national championship fsu the last one to win one that is true (laughs) are we the first Um, one to win one also no, that would be Tennessee. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 98. Okay. All right. Um, You were the second, I believe. That would be cool. Maybe the Still third. Oh, well. Um, no, no, no. You were the second. You were the second. Uh, beat Virginia Tech and Michael Vick. That one in the fee. No, no, no. Sugar Bowl. Um, right. So, anyway... The expansion of four teams was not what people expected at all. Um, It essentially became the Alabama Clemson show. Uh, Right. Basically, yes. Um, You know, the, the benefit of the BCS system was it was the bias of the humans was somewhat 
watered down by various computer polls, which having I've seen some of those computer polls and they are ridiculously way out there. But when you factor in, it, it kind of all normal evened out and you got a pretty realistic, uh, a pretty fair arrangement of teams. Um, so when they expanded to four, they got rid of the computer polls and just made it a committee of 12 people. And unfortunately, this committee, understandably, uh, they gave all the weight to the so-called power five schools and none of the weight to the so-called group of five schools. So there's been minor rumblings of a push to expand, but it got supercharged when UCF went undefeated in went undefeated in 2017 and had an undefeated regular season in 2018 and lost to LSU by eight points. So they were 25 and one in the span of two seasons, and they never even came remotely close to getting into the top four. And that kind of added fuel to the fire, uh, kind of added fuel to a slowly simmering fire, made it explode. So now, finally, the CFP, it's not official yet, but a, if they're announcing it publicly, it's going to happen. So what's going on is they are now expanding to 12 teams. And here's how it's made up. It is the top six conference champions and then six at-large programs. Let me explain why that's huge for a group of five schools. Notice I didn't say the top five, the everyone was expecting it to be the power five champions and then one group of five champion because the power fives get all the power, but they kind of threw us for a loop. They said it's the top six conference champions. So like, for instance, this past season, there would have been four power five champions and two group of five champions. Um, Oh, let me let me rewind. It's the six highest ranked conference champions. Um, so you've had LS, you had Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Um, crap, who was the other? Clemson, Clemson. were the <clears throat> would have been the top four ranked power fives the remaining power five is oregon their champion but american athletic conference champion cincinnati and sunbelt conference champion coastal carolina were both ranked higher than oregon so in this 12 team system cincinnati and coastal carolina would have made it in oregon would not so in it it's highly unlikely, but it at least gives the opportunity, the chance that more than one group of five school can get into the playoff. Now, as for the remaining six teams, 
those are based on the rankings. It's the top six teams that are not those those um, six conference champions. How it's going to work is the top four teams, the top four conference champions will get buys for the first week. The first round games will be played at the home campus of the higher ranked team. Then the second round will be played at, or the quarterfinals, if you will, will be played at four of the New Year's Six Bowls, the semifinals, and then the rest will be just like it is now. The two semifinals will be two New Year's Six games, and the final will be at a neutral site location determined in advance. Overall, this is a huge win for group of five schools because for schools like UCF, Cincinnati, Boise State, the the cream of the crop of the group of five, you can now legitimately say to your recruits, come to us, you have a chance of being in the playoff and you're not lying. Uh, you know, before this, you could say, you know, we're going to be a championship winning school, but really the best you could ask for was winning your conference and a New Year's Six Bowl like UCF did. But you had no chance in hell of getting into the playoff. Now you can say, you know, we're the best school in the Mountain West Conference. We, are co we win this conference all the time. And we have a good chance of making it into the final 12 or UCF. Can they play? <laughs> but can they pay players just as much? Mm -hmm. The answer well, to your question is no. Mm. That's a, that's a topic for another day. Um, but for the players who don't care as much about money, um, You know, it's it's it gives them a reason to consider these smaller schools now, um, and it kind of spreads the wealth a little bit, if you will. Um, and it it doesn't just help group of five schools; it also helps a lot of other power five schools because realistically, probably four, five, or maybe all of the uh, at-large bids are going to go to a Power 5 school. It, it just is. I think you'll realistically see maybe one or two group of five schools in the playoff in any given year. So for those other schools that are normally just looking on the outside looking in, you now have a, you now have a fighting chance of getting in. And that's going to help your recruiting. And it's, it, it'll, it's a lot to take in. It's a very interesting way it's being organized. But so far, aside from the, aside from the Alabamas and the Clemsons who want more power for themselves and they don't want anyone, they don't want any interlopers risking their chance of winning, Everyone seems to be on board with it and enjoying it. 
Um, what is fascinating, I will say one more before I have to go, is Notre Dame gave a pretty large concession here because even though Notre Dame is an independent school, that is true. Um, that That is one disadvantage. Uh, it gives these schools a bit more breathing room. Um, you know, like in... 2017, Alabama, which still made it into the playoff, or, or 2019, 2019, Alabama missed the playoff because they lost one game to LSU, uh, but they were still very highly ranked, so they would probably get into the playoff still. Um, so it makes their life overall. I think it works for everybody, even though. G5s are still kind of on the short end of the stick, if you will. Um, at least they're getting thrown some sort of a bone. Um, and then it's funny that Freddie's here because he is a Notre Dame fan. Um, Trash. Sorry, Freddie. Even though they are an independent school, they are considered part of the Power Five. Now, Unless Notre Dame wants to join a conference, which will never happen in a million years, they are not automatically eligible for, uh, they are not eligible to be a conference champion because, well, they're not in a conference. So they did, uh, they did concede a little bit. I'm sure uh, Swarbrick or whatever his name is, their AD could have, uh, twisted a few arms to make some sort of a exemption for them, but no, they're going to have to, they will always have to fight for one of those six at large spots, um, which depending on how you look at it, either helps or hurts their chances. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh Overall, it's very fascinating. I'm glad that they're opening things up a little bit more. Um, I personally would have liked to have seen a 16-team field, which is the 10 conference champions and six at large. Um, you know, something more akin to March Madness, where each of the conference champions is guaranteed a slot. Um, but still, it's it's pretty good. It's, it's a massive improvement of what, over what they have right now. And we'll see. It's definitely not, they, they've already said that if it were to happen, if were to happen, it's not going to be happening at minimum the next two seasons. So the earliest it could happen is the 2023 series uh, season. Although a lot of people think that they're going to wait so far as 2026 when the, when the TV contract gets renegotiated. So, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, so that means Florida State will have a chance to still not go. <laughs> I mean, look, Notre Dame uh, gets popped in anyway, uh, so they don't lose. Get in that sixth, that final spot. Get into that, that last spot there. Just, just kind of sneak in. Sneak in for the joke, for the meme. 
All right, Andrew. <laughs> All right, I'm off, boys. I okay. will talk to you later. All right, man. See you, buddy. Adios. See ya. Well, Charles. Ugh, gosh. It's a good up. halfway point segment. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I was unfor. Oh, I guess he really had to go. He couldn't do a non-sponsor thing because that's where we're at. That's the halfway point of the show. We know that we're not at the cage yet. What are you doing, graphic? You're getting a little too too frisky. It's not. It's, you gotta get, give it some time. Give it some time before we get to that. Okay, so. Let's see. So we we are here at the halfway point, folks, and we we all know what that means. It's a word from our non-sponsor, people, places, things, concept, what have you that that we've been enjoying over the last week. So I guess Andrew's not here. So I guess yeah, no, I, I got two. I got I got I got two. All right. All right. All right. So so let's let's go with the uh, the, the first one, Charles. You know, aside from you know, smelter. Which is actually a real sponsor for us, and they've been sponsoring us for like the last month or so. So good on them. They good know on good them. quality when we see good yeah, quality. Well, they know we're good versa. gamers, and we're gonna talk some games <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So so let's let's see. But anyway, so this isn't about games, Charles. As y'all know, or some people don't know, whatever. Um, I do. I am a connoisseur of fast food, yes, but not as extreme as uh, certain other people. I'm not like the report of the week who who, uh, review bra, reviewing everything. But I did have a chance to try something new that came out. And I have to say, I am a massive fan right now. Charles Burger King. All right. I, I, you know, I, I usually gravitate towards the Wendy's. That's where yeah, I'm at. I do too. But Burger King came out with their new chicken sandwiches, the Chicking. And it's a winner for me. It is an absolute winner for me at this moment. I have not had. I, I don't usually. I'm more of a seasonal Burger King guy. Mm-hmm. Like when there's an Angry Whopper, I take. I like Burger King breakfast. Yeah. Their uh, their egg burrito, whatever they call, it, extreme burrito, delicious. Yeah. Just very heavy. But, yeah. But I've been seeing the commercials. I have not had it. Oh. You see, Burger King before their chicken sandwiches. I think they try to promote, you know, home style chicken sandwiches that type of thing. But I tried it once, and it was just like this is not. There's no bueno. There, there was no love infused into this, into the chicken. All right, put all those, uh, uh, the, all those was it genetically modified stuff inside those chickens. They weren't injecting love along with the other steroids into those chickens. But I'm gonna tell you now, they have injected a ton of love into the chickens for this thing. So. Uh, they got the chicken sandwich. You see it on the screen there. For those who are listening to the podcast audio version, it just oh uh, they, wait, they make a spicy version. Oh, they they make a. I have yet to try it. I will try it. I will try. It. I just wanted. To, I had to go in on the. Uh, uh, actually, I didn't go with the entry have level. You, have you seen this? They have a spicy chicken deluxe yeah. sandwich. Oh, oh Charles, let, let me let me continue. <laughs> we are not we're not there yet and the chicken fries are pretty damn good too but yeah um, we like the chicken fries yeah yeah 
But they have the 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 entry level chicken sandwich. All right, you get, you get some of the pickles. Got that that sauce. Whatever sauce that they use, that is basically what puts this thing over the top. Whatever sauce that they're using, it is absolutely positively freaking good. Uh, whatever secret sauce they got there, it is fantastic. But then they got the spicy version of the entry level chicken sandwich. All right. Then they got the deluxe, the deluxe with the lettuce and the tomatoes and that spot that that sauce. And I'm gonna tell you, my friend, woo, boy, I I ate that thing in the car while I was driving back from the post office. What's, what's the sauce taste like? It's it's got a it's got a it's kind of sweet. It's got a little tang to it. A little twang. Is it like the sauce and the chicken fingers that they use? Maybe. The chicken fries? Just maybe. I think it might be. It might be something similar to that. And I've yet to try the spicy. I was... I had it yesterday. I had it again today. That's how damn good this Funny. thing is. I had to have it two days in a row. Um, I might... If if my if my intestines will deal with it, I might try the spicy tomorrow, just to give it a shot. But your poor toilet. Oh my goodness gracious! There's the chicken deluxe. That's what I've had. I my sister. I I, I praised it so much that my sister and my mom had it today, and they were praising it. So it's not just coming from me. All right, there there are second and third opinions here, folks. That is a fantastic, the consistency of the chicken. All right, so this is breaded chicken, all right? It's, it's fried chicken. It's got all the, the nice crunchy bits that, that everybody loves about fried oh, we chicken. We love fried chicken, kids. But, you know, some sometimes you don't want it to be rock solid because then you break your teeth. You don't want that. And you don't want it to be all soggy either because then, you know, it's all limp dick. Who wants that in their mouth? Andrew's not here anymore, so we can kind of go ham with it. Gloves <laughs> are off, kids. But the consistency of like the crunchiness to like the the ratio was perfect. It was excellent. I had one yesterday. I had one today. Both times, just absolutely positively good. It is a big hunk of chicken, my friend. Yeah, I see that. That's huge. It is absolutely not thin at all. It is not like because they, they got the price. Uh, I think they're like about I don't know. They're probably like nine bucks. It, it's pretty. I mean, Respect. of course, I had Respect. it with the medium. I had it with the medium fries and and stuff like that. So you know, a little less, whatever. Eight hundred ninety-two calories. So it was my one meal for the day <laughs> for today. But man, I am an absolute fan. Uh, funny thing, uh, Burger King and Popeyes are the same company. So maybe they got some of those uh, Popeyes chefs to pop on over to the Burger King side to help them out with their chicken game, and they, they are helping out with their chicken game, my friend. It is it is great. Go get it, all right. Go get it. I think, I think, if if they keep this up, I, I just it just might be like I used to go to Wendy's for my go tos, but Wendy's has kind of been you know sitting on the laurels. All right, getting complacent I mean, in their chicken game, buddy. Buddy, don't don't, right. don't do this. The Asiago, the Asiago's pretty damn good at Wendy's, but I think Burger King's trying to trying to make up. You know, they got the chicken wars. You know, KFC and Popeyes, and Burger King and Popeyes are the same company, so they basically have two teams in in this race. 
McDonald's can go the hell because they they have a, they, their chicken sandwiches are awful. Um, um, watch yourself on the McChickens there. Still, we still got to do the fast food draft. Mm. That's the only way that's going to settle the debate yeah, with yeah. all. Okay. Yeah, NBA drafts coming up, so that that'll be that'll be fun after after that. But yeah, chicken sandwich. Uh, promo code. Ooh. Limp dick. <laughs> <laughs> Limp chick. Ah, that's no, good. That, Even better. No, oh, no. That could be... That, that, that could be... be yeah, no, well, not, no, no, no. That's, that, it, well, Boston's definitely... Just, you know, good to be the king. There you go. I did it for you. And that's from History of the World Part 1. <laughs> okay. There you go. I'm done with that. Mm. Oh, man. It's so We're good. good. Oh, I'm getting it tomorrow. I'm getting the spicy one tomorrow. I've made a decision. I've made a decision. Well, as Francisco is going on to lunch and dinner, presumably breakfast, I... I am just going into you know, dessert or any time I mm. have that kind of thing because I'm in the bulking stage. You, as you know, we we, we continue mm-hmm. into that stuff. So sometimes I have to kind of get a little bit of additional calories or carbs into my body. And like I said, when we say bulking, we're not looking to get like big and you know bulky and fat or anything like that. But you know, my problem is, is I work out. Not Brock Lesnar, but for several hours. Not Brock Lesnar, though. I, I would take it. I'm too tiny for that. Mm. I would basically look like, hmm, I, I, I don't know. That's a. You remember uh, the main character from Recess with the cap, JT or TJ? <laughs> yeah. I would look like him, muscular, if I bulked out <laughs> at that frame. And we, we just can't have do that. Though, granted, Brock Lesnar looks like Mikey, the big fat one, except you know, not mm. in the awkward years, not weighing 300 pounds of pure muscle and pure mm. body fat, but. This allows me to kind of, you know, snack a little bit more. And here's the thing. I make it sound like I'm Mr. Dietitian and Mr. Diet. We all know that's not me. You guys know what I eat. You know I have like a stash of cosmic brownies in the office if I earned it. You ate the Cheetos KFC sandwich. Come on now. I ate the Cheetos KFC sandwich. I had the naked chalupa. I have no shame in my game. I just tried not to do it repetitiously like more than two times out of the week. Mm. But last couple nights i've had a little bit of treat because you know i'll work out i'll work out late you know i i I stay late i get to work uh or from work and then i work out from like 6 45 to sometimes 8 45 8 30 because i'll do like my yoga stretches in between but i gotta get a little bit of the carbohydrates in there and then i get a little bit of attack in the sweet tooth so i went to Publix the other day Mm. and buying ice cream is like weird for me because i've never had ben and jerry so I don't choose to go to Ben and Jerry. I'm what you call cheap. Yeah. So I try to go whatever is on the deal. <laughs> so when I was at Publix last week or the other week, I got one of their ice creams. I was like, this is a very interesting house one. Let's see it. So I had their uh, Dulce de Leche ice cream. From Publix? I Yeah. And mm. I love their Dulce de Leche mm-hmm. ice cream now. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. Because I never had their ice cream. And I was like, really? this is so good. Oh, my oh, goodness gracious. Because as you know, when I go into that full mentality mode, I try to just avoid certain things. I don't I don't buy or try on new chances. I just get what is familiar. So if I'm getting sweets, it's a cosmic brownie. It's my love for Oreos. And ice cream, too, because I don't necessarily crave ice cream. But part of the reason why, too, I've been kind of um, going for ice cream is kids, you get old. And sometimes you get acid reflux for your love of heavy-duty Hispanic foods and spices mm. and hot sauce and alcohol. So, you know, you're, 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 your body kind of like puts up. So I'm like, all right, let's just kind of soothe my coating. That's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. Point being, 
is that I am just smashing that dulce de leche ice cream. It is so good. It is just muy tasty. It is kissing Jesus mm, kind mm. of level. And for a house brand ice cream, and I I remember differences. I remember going to the Blue Bunny Cookies and Cream and stuff like that. That's usually stuff I get. I love me some cookies and cream. Um, all these fun little things, but that dulce, man, it's just so good. Mm, it's so good. So I've been loving it. I might have some later tonight. I think I might. It's still there. The fam loves it. I love it. Everybody loves it. Go ahead and try it. You yeah. kids might be like, what's dulce de leche? Um, or really just kind of hillbilly and I go, dulce de leche. But whatever you call it, you should have it because it is like a nice, warm hug on a very rough day. It will make you feel better. Like, you remember that scene in Ratatouille? You got that nice, where... uh, that nice chunk of caramel. Everyone that just oh, said, yeah. Oh. And you know what? I'm, I'm, a, mm. I'm a little bit of a you know gordito crunch right here i put a little bit of a hershey's chocolate syrup on it just to get a little bit more in there and it is basically like it's just a sweet thing because i love those leche on some of my treats man so having that there nice little mixture makes me all warm and fuzzy so that is my non-sponsor week not publix itself but publix is still say leche ice cream uh promo code Leche. Mm-hmm. You have to say like it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, words, it's yeah. Oh no, yeah. That, that that's that's pretty much. It. I can't. Like, have you tried their other ice cream, or is it just like? No, because oh. I'm like a plain Jane. You know, really? I, I I really stick to a lot to um, cookies and cream and stuff like that because I feel like I know it sounds silly, and every person who loves ice cream is gonna yell at me. But I get a lot of my ice creams if I go out to any kind of events, friends, families, dates, reunions, whatever. You got ice creams, that's when I'll have it. You mm-hmm. know, go to a Kilwins, go to whatever the other. I never had the fascination with yogurt or uh, Froyo. That's yeah. what it is. But, you know, I-, I felt like ice cream to me was a good going out treat, especially if you went to a like BJ's brew house and you get the bazooki and then you get some ice cream with it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But I never be like, let me just stash home. And get ice cream. Because yeah, what you don't I, have. You, you you're know. not like we're like, okay. I just, let's just have a tub in the freezer. Yeah, because you, you, you know what's in my, you know what's in my, you know, in my uh, cabinets. It's Oreos, man. It's mm. brownies. It's uh, man. I bought ding dongs the other day. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know why I was craving. It. I'm that kind of sweets guy, and I think, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I might change that per se because damn, mm-hmm. damn, it was good. And, you know, my fat ass wants to kind of. You know, put some dulce and some Oreo cookies together. But I'm afraid I'm I'm making something terrible if I do that kind of creation. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we we listen. If I mix that, I ain't going to have mm. <laughs> You know what I mean? I created something simple because I would talk about it, and I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. Who was hey man, you know about my diabetes simple. cocktail? You know I'm not getting to heaven oh. for that one. Oh hell no! <laughs> Poor Andrews keep like, why are we using biblical terminology? I'm like, you don't understand, man. It's so good, simple. Yep. Okay. Uh, I guess makeup non-sponsor for Andrew since he's not here, but I'm also go with it. So uh, it, it's eBay. Just gonna go with eBay yep, on this one. Yep. This be, and we, this we bought stuff off of eBay, all three of us. So, oh yeah. no, but I, I, I'm not buying stuff, my friend. I am selling it. Oh. I am oh. selling it now. Oh, buddy. Oh man. The million dollar, you know, uh, you know man over here. Our, our generation, the millennials, man, they're 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 hitting that midlife crisis stage of their life, where they want to relive the past, and and just like, oh god, they just want to be young again. Not me. I'm going the I'm going the opposite way actually. <laughs> the Charles Theriot route. Oh man, I miss Mario. 
I never left my friends. I miss Sonic. <laughs> I sure as hell never left my friends. <laughs> I've stayed loyal to that hedgehog through the, through the really bad and the slightly good. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm unloading the video game collection. It's 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 being unloaded. I've I've already unloaded 16 of my massive collection, 16 games already. All right, I've clean Charles, clean. I'm I'm close to 1,500 bucks at this point. Whew. Kids, <laughs> kids, that's a lot of money. I'm just saying. You know man. how many chicken chicken sandwiches that is? Ooh, I'm just a saying. Bunch of. If you're hanging on to your GameCube right now, you better unload that thing, man. There's some there's some things you just don't know. All right, these games are dying, my friends. It is physical media. It dies. It will go on you. So you gotta let go at at the right time. Right now, GameCube is hot. So I am letting go right now. So hot. It is. It is hot. I already backed up the games. They're all on my game PC. Nintendo, you can get pissed off at me all you want. I already paid for the damn things. So you know that. You know I'm clean. I can legally copy them. All right. I'm I'm an attorney. And please, anybody who's an actual IP attorney and things like that, please don't listen to this. <laughs> don't but, snitch because yeah. snitches get stitches. Exactly, man. This is, this is a club, all right? Unless you're like the... There's uh, no Andrew to save you guys. Uh, oh, unless you're like the Apple and the Epic Games lawyers right now who are just going at it right now. And you got to read some. You gotta read what's being said in that courtroom. It is absolutely hilarious. Aside from that, eBay, they make it easy to sell your crap. They make it real easy. You take some photos, you can list them for free, all right? I had a limit on my account, so I kind of I piggybacked off my sister's account, and she's got almost no limit, basically. And that's where I'm selling the majority of the stuff. Uh, they, you know, they take their cut. We all know this. They take about, what, yeah, I think like 10%. That's fine. Whatever. I, I sold. That's fine. Yeah, you know, I sell Paper Mario for close to 100 bucks. So, yeah, here, take 10 bucks, eBay. That's fine. That's fine. But aside from that, you can take photos. You can put all the details that you want. Uh, you can basically, uh, if you see, like, uh, if you don't really know how to post it, you can copy and paste a similar post, similar listing that somebody had. Say, like, okay. And you can go from there. You can set whether you want people to buy it now. You can set if you want it to be an auction, have people fighting over it. Or you can basically be like, uh, buy it now. You can have uh, people can, you know, uh, offer you things. Hey, here's some contracts law for you, folks. They can offer you things. You can reject it or not. So it's it's pretty flexible, man. It's pretty damn flexible. I, I like how simple and easy it is. You can do it from your phone, computer, your tablets, what have you. It, it's all there. It's all simple. It's all pretty user-friendly. I never did it before, so this is the first time I'm doing it, and... You know, you can set the shipping, all that stuff, and, and it's it's working, man. It's working. It's working. I'm making that dough. So Making uh, that dough. Yeah, yeah. So uh, eBay, uh, promo code Midlife Crisis. We went dark there. I'm I, so happy. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, man. It's, I'm just saying. You know, people, people are trying to relive the past. I never left, my friends. But, you know, <laughs> never left. Go to the future, though. Go to the future. We're going to the future. I don't know if you have a second non-sponsor, Charles, or not. We we can move on. I, I don't. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of the future, Charles, we're going to get nerdy here. We're going to get real Super nerdy. nerdy. There's some future talk happening right now in the games industry. And a certain company that we are very fond of made some certain announcements today, Nintendo. 
had their direct today, my friend. And they announced some things that made me feel things. Feel things all over my body. Whoa, I don't know what happened there. So let's go down the list, Charles. We did this last year, I think, or last time they had a direct. So let's go down this list. Uh, Kazuya from Tekken is in Super Smash Brothers. Look at that. <sighs> yeah. In knee-jerk reaction, mm -hmm. I already have Terry, and I already have Ryu, and I have Ken. Mm-hmm. Sakurai likes his Now, of all games. people, Heihachi would have been cooler because Kazuya looks exactly like Ryu, and he'll play like Terry. Yeah, I, I get it. I understand. You know, they could have gone that. Well, who's who's the guy with the the what, king with the the thing on his head, the cheetah head? Yeah, that would be yeah. Cool. You know, Mr. Luchador over there. Oh yeah, that's right. Ah, you would love that. Well, we got Pikachu, Libre, and. And Incineroar, I guess. I'm not sure. Yeah, Incineroar is basically Brock Lesnar for the yeah. most part. That's right. Yeah. So, but, you know, uh, I, I've i never, I mean, I've dabbled. You don't even have Tekken games on Nintendo. I think, yeah, I think they've only released like one game. It was like on the Wii U when it launched. So, you know, I get it. But, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I think we got one more character left, so that's going to be revealed. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, it's, it, you know, here we are complaining about using an actual fighter in a fighting game, but I think that's the problem. We're using an actually fighting character in a fighting game. Yeah. Whereas almost all the Nintendo properties, they're not sluggers except for whom? Little Mac? Yeah. That's about it. So, and it's just Tekken, and here's the thing, I actually love me some Tekken. Back in the day, uh, Tekken Tag Tournament and Tekken 4. That was a religious counterplay. It was not the most... Uh, granted, I stand corrected because Ryu and Ken, but I'm not counting it as OG Nintendo made because I, I caught myself saying it because you know, it was on um, the Super NES and all that stuff, but that's the exception of what I'm talking about. But... <sighs> yeah, I was kind of hoping for that uh, that Master Chief review. I thought I was like, ah, uh, you know. But whatever, maybe they're saving it for the last one. I still think he's getting in. Okay, think. so you know where he's going to come in? I'm calling it right now. It ain't going to be Smash. You're going to be driving his Warthog in Mario Kart 9. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I could see that, too. I could see Nintendo kind of... I'm just saying, they had to throw... Okay, that's the last one. Another fighting game character. Yeah, kind of boring. And, okay, I think all the franchise, all the fighting game stuff is is represented now, Okay. Aside from, uh, no. hopefully they don't put like Soul a Soul I know, that's what I was going to say. I hope that they don't put a Soul Calibur. You're literally going to get Homeboy. I forgot his name. Um, starts with an A. Yeah. Um, you're going to get him. You're <sighs> going to get either, and his special will be Nightmare. You know that's for sure. That's what's going to happen. Because that's the, they, there's nobody from Virtual Fighter. Because Virtual Fighters, I mean, they had the assist trophy, but it's basically a Virtual fighting Fighter's simulator. So it's not no, really, no. you know, you don't have that over-the-topness. And we're definitely not going to get a Mortal Kombat character. So, because, uh, you know, people would have loved, like, a Sub-Zero or something, but but that, that ain't happening at all. So, yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah, I'm indifferent, and you're, eh, you know, like, not, yeah. I mean, I have, this is the reason why I didn't buy any of the fighter passes. And I see you having fun, and when we play, you know, Francisco will have, like, Banjo-Kazooie and all that stuff, but, nah, 
Yeah. Nah, because, you know, aside from the overburning of Fire Emblem characters, you're giving me... I don't care about Terry. I play King of Fighters. He mm. ain't... Actually, I, I do like how he plays, but... Yeah. You know, but also, you know how I play. I don't mean anybody. Yeah. I just let my instincts... Yeah. I'm the very much on your best day kind of fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so ne- next, uh, Life is Strange. I never played Life is Strange. Well, I played, like, a, like I don't know, some prequel demo to life is strange 2 on pc that was it so there was that i think it's good for you know people who were looking for something that's a uh i guess a kind of story game yeah kind of branch it's good for anybody on the switch because you can just enjoy without the burdens of playing yeah you can just kind of watch it play it or whatever it's almost like an interactive movie that's fine correct i didn't mind life is the the little thing that i played of it so it's like okay that's pretty cool well have you ever played any of the telltale games uh, I thanks to Amazon, I'm gonna play the Batman one soon. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I'm about to play that one. So, I don't know if that's the next game on my my. I just played uh, the Stanley Parable, so that was fun. But uh, I don't know what I'm gonna play next, as far as if I'm gonna pop on this PC and try something new. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But Batman's up there, and I still have Batman Arkham Knight as well. But I don't know if I'm I'm ready for that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm I'm mentally ready for that. Okay. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, you know. New consoles, maybe. Yeah. yeah. My whole thing is I, I like my comics, and I don't think everything has to be MCU-related to video games. Mm-hmm. Whereas like something like Ultimate Alliance 3 was just kind of like, hey, we're going to give you everybody. And I thought it was such a pleasant game. I had so much fun with it, despite some of its technical difficulties. Um, but then you're like, oh, hey, you're going to do this. And I like Square... I think it's Square Enix making it, yep. so that's cool, but mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Let's see. Worms Rumble. Okay. Yeah. That's a callback. Yeah. My brother-in-law would like that. He's a Worms fan. Uh, Atria Ascending. Uh, don't care. Two Point Campus, which I guess is like that Two Point Hospital game, which I guess mm-hmm. is super popular that I didn't realize. So, yeah. Uh, kind of funny, because Andrew's been doing like a project on the uh, RCFB thing to make a fake university. So this might actually be up this alley. Perfect for him. Yeah, exactly. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Yeah. I'm about to unload Super Monkey Ball hopefully soon, but um, I have for GameCube the first one, and I really liked that game. It was actually really really fun. I and now they're you know basically copying pasting them to the Switch, which kind of gives you know off the especially for those who are looking for copies of those games right now it's actually might be cheaper to get the switch version than the originals right now so just like super mario 3d all-stars yeah so so there you go there's that uh so that one i was i was i'm cool with that i'm cool with these these you know copy paste compilations allows people to play some pretty darn good games these are good games these monkey ball games are pretty good so that's fine oh man this one got me this one got me in my loins all right mario party superstars my friend uh yeah yeah i'm not gonna buy it i would just wait till my friends buy it but i like playing mario party there's uh, a whole hundred this one mix of everything. I, i'm this one got me in my loins and i'll tell you why it is basically what i've been screaming at nintendo for, silently in my brain to do for for years now in fact every mario party fan that liked the the i guess the first I guess the, I mean, the eighth one is horrible, but, you know, it's still in line with the first eight anyways. 
anybody who's like those that style of party games, not the nine and the ten, whatever. I like Ex- Super Mario Party, except- though. the one that just came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, well, but this one is this is real call. Yeah, that was kind of a callback, but not there. It just wasn't there. But this one is because they're bringing back a hundred of the best mini games, some of the best boards. I could see some DLC in this one as well to get other boards. I'm I am all for this one, man. Online you play, weird, legit, though, real online pay. But they did an update for yeah. the last Super Mario Party. Yeah, so they just did. What was the purpose? But yeah, exactly. Only to announce this. Only to announce this right here. But regardless, this is the this is the Mario Party that I've been waiting for for years. I probably won't buy it immediately, anyways, because I'm I I can't spend money. But regardless, this is it. So it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. It's gonna be fun. I like it. I like it a lot. Metroid Dread. I, I'm actually excited for it. Yeah. And I never played a lot of the 2D Metroids. Um, yeah. It was on my radar back in the Super NES days, and I didn't have the um, the handhelds to play the other one, other M. But I, you know, it's always interesting. It's not Prime, but I think I told you this a long time ago. There is no Prime. You can take whatever announcements that you are, but games get canceled. <laughs> they even all said the it today. They even said it today. Yeah. It's still working. We're still working on it. Yeah. There, there is no prime kids mm. you know like you know how they say there is no spoon there is i bet no you they'll prime. be like well it started off as prime 4 and then we kind of basically just continue the storyline with some other metroid something i'll just call it something else more, more than it. likely because this is what they did with this game this game this yeah. metroid dread i think they've been working on it since like the ds or at least it was a concept and now but it's here. How you should utilize, I think, Nintendo's properties. You don't have to make everything triple um, A, whatever. Grand 3D, yeah. you know. But what you do is you just make it exciting. I, I'm not paying sixty bucks for it. Thirty is about fine because at the end of the day, it's a 2D yeah, scroller. I can't. But yeah. I I use my Switch for a lot of my indie platformers. Like you know, I love Guacamelee One mm-hmm. and Two. That's what was purchased. That is in line of what I would utilize mm-hmm. it for. And it could be fun. I think the only thing that was annoying was the sound effects yeah. that I heard on the trailer. But I was like, yeah, 30 bucks maybe. Yeah, maybe I mean, it. that's basically, I mean, it's the sounds of like Metroids and things like that. That's basically like taken like from like the Game Boy. That's why it's might might have hurt your ears <laughs> from that Game Boy uh, sound chip or whatever. But, but yeah, I, this is basically, well, I played Metroid Samus Returns on the 3ds it's basically that but beefed up in hd so it'll probably control yeah no no i'm I'm, no that game was fantastic so i am all for this this is probably gonna be like i I would say this is like a 10 hour game because that game was 10 hours i could say 10 hours for that pay yeah i doubt nintendo would sell this for 60 but i they're oh they're totally going to yeah if if they they might be like we'll throw you guys a boat it's 50 now it's only 50. And some people were disappointed, I guess, because there was the Switch Pro announcement. I'm like, you don't need it yet. No. You don't need it yet. No. Because they're not done with their game releases. What they did with this E3 was announce you games you had no idea would come out, except for a certain one that we'll probably say for last. Yeah. But, um, you know, all these things, like, I didn't know Treasure was coming. I yeah. was like, oh, my God. They're really I was surprised. I was board. really surprised. I'm like, yeah, they actually did it. Party? They went and yeah. did it. They finished the game. They finished the game. Heck, this game was referenced in Metroid Prime 1, I think. Mm-hmm. So this is this has long been in the works. That was like Game Boy Advance days, my friend. So there you go. So it's gonna have like you know they got the collector's edition and all that stuff. Even though 
that's not going to appreciate in value for another 20 years. So if you're going to shell out for that, hang on to it for a long time and don't open it. <laughs> that's what I'll tell you. Uh, Just Dance. Eh. Cruise and Blast. Hey. That one surprised me. I don't know if you remember those cruising games from back in the N64 days. No. Those arcade oh, cabin- that cabinets. Like, yeah, that was like, uh, is that the, like, you're on a bike and you're driving no, across America No, no, you're, like you're in a car, my friend. No, cruising. Oh, cruising. but it's the same one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Cruising USA, Cruising fun. World. Yeah, that's, yes, okay, yeah, yeah, I know which one. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's basically like those games back in modern day, so I'm a fan of that. I like, I like the callback. I like the callback to that, so... So hopefully, you know, a nice arcadey style racer. I think that's kind of missing on the Switch. So, uh, missing uh, everywhere, video game. Yeah, obviously. that's true. Uh, Mario Golf comes out later this month. Still looks pretty darn hey. good. I'm probably not going to get it anytime soon. You know so. me. I, I have no loyalty, so I'll just yeah. trade stuff out. Because Mario made me love Mario Tennis a lot. And I actually like golf. Weirdly, because it's all the hours and years played in Golden Tea with my buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually kind of wa- like watching it somewhat professionally. It's just I also think golf fans are pretentious. So mm. <laughs> it's kind of like I, I am what I hate kind of thing. And uh, there's a certain, uh, was it stigma or I don't know, something with like lawyers and learning how to play golf like all over law school. But I'm going to learn to play golf so I can, oh my gosh, I don't want to learn how to play golf. Really we don't. we like adobo in our chicken though, mm-hmm. Francisco. So I don't think that's for us. I, I know, but there are you know the people here in Miami too. They're, they're like, oh, I'm gonna take up golf, and they're all golf. They people. do top golf though. Uh, some guys are actually trying to actually get golf. I don't know. Ah, uh, uh, whatever. Ah, uh, that's an aside. Damn it, Doug. We know it's Doug. Or just call it Doug. I don't think it's Doug. He's he can barely get out of his own home. He's that's how busy he is, man. I, I mean, granted, can we use as a segment that damn it, Doug? So he's always referencing spirit. <laughs> Anything that happens, damn it, Doug. Uh, uh, Monster Hunter Stories, I don't care. Hmm. Not my thing. Never, never, it, not even a Monster just, Hunter fan. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll consider anything if it's good. I guess it's, know? yeah. yeah. Uh, WarioWare. I'm surprised that got announced. Wow. That could be fun. Yeah. But I think I kind of wanted a, Mario, a Wario Adventure. Because, yeah. like, I was talking about it with uh, my coworker. I'm like, why can't I just get, like, a Princess Peach game? It's time. Well, Princess Peach goes to say Mario. Yeah, she had one on the DS a long, long time ago. That was it. And I think she's got unique stuff, especially if you look at her Smash skills. All you mm-hmm. have to do is just incorporate her Smash set into a platformer, and we're into it. Yep. Yep. A, a real platformer. Not like a, you know, you know a, a cheesy or easy whatever. Just, okay. There, there's one like for Wario, the ladies, everyone. Wario on the GameCube. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Wario hasn't had a legit adventure game since the Wii. Yeah, Wario Land Shake, which is that. a really good game, by the way. I'm surprised Nintendo hasn't re-released that in HD with some. I mean, it's great hand-drawn graphics, all that stuff. It is fantastic. Surprised they haven't tried to redo that one. Uh, just to copy and paste it, I don't care. It's a really good game. Um, I don't know about nothing about Shin Megami Tensei. I don't know nothing about that series. I think it's a PlayStation series. Yeah, I don't know nothing about Danganronpa. Uh, it's a TV show. I think that made a video game. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I know this Fatal Frame is a Wii U, is <laughs> a Wii U port. So we're, we're almost Listen. we're almost there, folks. Almost almost all of them are there. Your your precious Star Fox Zero hasn't made over Charles not yet. I, I just want to play. 
on the damn Switch. <laughs> it's, it's not coming. <laughs> Nintendo. They killed Captain Falcon in the trailer, I mean. That, that's basically an F you to the F-Zero fans right there. <laughs> For Kazuya. They killed Captain Falcon. All right. All our dreams are dead. Uh, Doom Eternal has got the DLC. Can't wait to play that. Uh, that. That'll be fun. I'll actually get to play it in all of its 30 frames per second, 540p glory. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Tony Hawk, that's coming out for us, finally. Oh, yeah. That, that should be good. That's fine. Cool beans. I, mean, I can get for the PlayStation, but it's good for the... It, it's a perfect handheld game. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Strange Brigade, which was kind of interesting, I think. But I don't know if I'll get it. Oh, I'm really excited for this one. Mario and Rabbids. Sparks of Hope. Yeah, and you know what? They have, like, uh, the first one for 10. I was almost about to pull the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. On the eShop or like actual physical? Both because uh, they oh, were doing Ubisoft was like, yeah. Oh, okay. You haven't played it? No, because R- RT, it's not RTS, but like grid games, they're good. They're too long for me. Like the, you have that same kind of uh, effect with. Um, I think, like, no, I think for. No, stuff. I will recommend this one to you, my friend, because this is a Mario RTS game, which basically simplifies it. And it's actually, it's not that long of a game. Okay, and the hours. battles, huh? I read thirty hours. Uh, I, that's if you want to do all the extra stuff. There's, you know, if you want to yeah, you know, perfect missions and stuff like that. But you can get through it. My sister did. My sister has no time for anything, and she got through it. So if she can get through it, you can get through it. So I, I'll recommend it to you, especially for ten bucks. You, you, that's a lot of bang for your buck right there. And then you got the that's Donkey Kong DLC if you feel like playing a little extra. Feel like playing a little extra. Uh, Advance Wars. Never played an Advance War game. Pseudo excited for that because it was a game I always wanted to play when I was younger and never came around to it. I just don't want to pay sixty bucks for a remake. <laughs> Two Game Boy Advance games. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. But then there's me who will spend like forty dollars on food that's just average, and I have my thirty dollar Taco Bell thing. I'm like, uh, maybe I should just do this for entertainment. Uh, yeah, I. Once again, I never played them, and I'm definitely not going to shell out for the actual Game Boy Advance games. I don't know how expensive they are, but... Uh, I mean, they would be so high. Some, well, they I, might have lost value now. I, but... not, I don't know. There's some game I have... Sheesh. I just sold WarioWare Twisted, which I guess, granted, is a pretty rare game, and it's actually... Actually, WarioWare Twisted is one of those games that uh, Nintendo... Uh, it's You can't emulate it. Because you need like the motion controls on it, so Nintendo would have to actually re-release that thing on the Switch because has the motion controls. But nobody can kind of, uh, nobody can can emulate that thing. You have to actually like do it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe somebody's done it. Maybe I'm just talking out my butt. But whatever. But yeah, Advance Wars. Yeah, go get it. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. But yeah, sixty dollars for two Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, that's kind of that's yeah, kind of hard. Ourselves. Uh. Age of Calamity expansion comes out this week, so I'm gonna be excited for I that. Start it. I will start it. For those who don't know, Francisco has his gaming stream, and he went hardcore, you know, balls to the wall on yeah. Age of Calamity. Oh yeah, uh, sixty plus hours on that thing. Ooh. Uh yeah. So I'll get back into that. That's probably what I'll be playing this week. I did beat Hotline Miami, beat Stanley Parable, and. Uh, that's probably like the new flavor of the week before I get to the Batman Telltale, which I'm kind of excited about as well. Uh, I like the first season. I didn't play the second one yet. 
Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Skyward Sword. Already played yeah. it a decade ago. I did, don't care. but I don't know if I want it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. For 60 bucks, I'm not recommending that one to you at 60 bucks. Get it for 20. 20, you'll be fine. Which uh, will be 20 years from now? Yeah. Basically. I don't really think the Wii version uh, is $20. Uh, actually, the Wii version is $50 right now. So it's actually, it costs the same as it did when it's when it released. So you're kind of yeah, screwed both so, ways. No, it's just pushing my hand to do one thing. Yeah. So, and then a Zelda Game & Watch, which, I don't know. If I were to get it, I'd get it for my dad for Christmas. That seems like a thing he'd like. So um, what is it? It's like Game & Watch Zelda? It's I mean, it's Zelda one, the original Zelda, Zelda, Zelda two, Zelda Link's Awakening, which is not the deluxe version of the Game Boy game, but the original version of the Game Boy game, which doesn't make any sense to me at all, because you have a color screen on the damn thing, you might as well put the best version of that game on there, unless they give you both the options. Maybe people want to play. Maybe they have an option to play in Game Boy mode and. Game Boy Color mode, I don't know, and then like a you know Game and Watch game, and it's a watch if you ever want to use it for time. <laughs> so, but it looks pretty cool. They did one for Mario like a year ago or something. So, I I don't I, I could I could see myself giving my dad this and like okay here's a dedicated Zelda machine. Uh, and then yeah, new Zelda next year. All right, insert Ron Burgundy gif. Mm-hmm. that i usually send i've been sending to a lot of uh when it comes to julio jones mm-hmm. you know the one. Oh yeah when it gets really awkward mm-hmm. oh yeah yep you're horrific because i watched that trailer during my lunch break i was like buddy let's just say the because... the, the opposite of <laughs> of my chicking non-sponsor promo code <laughs> yeah yeah pretty yeah. much it, it was just you know it, it was it was full mass um because you know for my backstory i had played i i started breath of the wild in December and i beat it in like mm-hmm. january february with my wisdom teeth gaming when i wasn't exercising and eating and i hate myself for delaying it for so long but i have this tendency of like not wanting to play the most recent stuff anyway because you know fuck the trend kind yeah. of mentality let me get through the and you like, have converted me my friend so oh my yeah i, I know it, it, but it's just so the game was just so damn good and you're in the skies because now it feels like kind of like a fusion of that and a little bit of skyward so i only say that because the skies but i think you know in their chronology it's that breath of the wild is the latest one skyward is the first one so maybe you're going back to hilia or whatever the hell the uh, sky place was uh um, yeah yeah um that's probably why they 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 re-released Skyward Sword anyways. It kind of, yeah. kind of mat and like, oh, this is, or maybe the, I guess the storyline's like, oh, there's been Sky Islands the whole time, you know. And yeah. I mean, they've always, they, they've but, never left. It's like, oh, for okay. the love of God, Nintendo, please, 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 stop breaking the damn items, the weapons. Yeah. Like it's cool for hundred times, but when once we get to one hundred one, yeah. Then I'm like, I, I just won't play the game. Like, that's gonna, I kind of just, I, yeah, that's gonna suck when you're fighting this sky monster and it breaks on you, and you just kind of you have no other yeah. option. You just okay, because you know, it's gonna it fall a thousand feet to my death. 
it made some things more difficult, enemies more difficult than it should be, especially in the first 20, 30 hours when you're going against the Popglins and the Mopglins or the little uh, mm -hmm. boulders. Um, but, you know, like when it comes to Link, Lionix and um, oh, yeah. little, the Guardians, like you just know to yeah. come in, you're smart. But I, I also don't want to have to go through the thing. I'm like, ah, oh, God damn it, I got broken. Okay, fine. So just fix it. I mean, you can create stronger durability, or what you do is just you do a, like a typical dungeon crawler, a level cap. This yep. thing's only good if the thing is a you know yeah. twenty and you're only yeah like yeah like any R or any RPG just say okay well I'm gonna have to switch out this sword because it won't kill this enemy anymore you know and, or like any other Zelda game you get the master sword all right we're good we're good from here on out and this is where I want to see where fans get fickle because the biggest um although I've heard it sorry Gmay. No, no, I'm just saying, ahead. like, if you have the Master Sword anyways, because we're assuming this is the sequel, so you're going to have the Master Sword, I would assume. But don't don't depower me. I hate that with sequel games. Yeah. If you're going to do it, do it. They do it in Metroid all the time. So All the damn time. All the damn time. <laughs> and they even kind of did in, like, Deus Ex, which I loved. The, you know, Human Revolution and Mankind Divided, but we don't need to... You know, we don't need to do this. Don't insult it. You just kind of like hide in the enemies, or what you have is you sap power, but don't have Link like Link lost it again. Granted, to be fair, in accord in accordance with uh, Breath of the Wild, Master Sword is completely optional at the end of the day. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. You just you best just do it because it makes life a hell of a lot easier. You don't get points for beating Ganon with like a branch, man, because Ooh. the whole purpose of the Master it's a plot device. Yeah. Just because you're cool to do it, that's fine. But there's a whole the same way of why you need the memories. Yeah. Um, I, I hope there's a little bit more dungeony stuff. But part of the reason why I love Breath of the Wild so much was because of lack of the dungeony stuff that was in Zelda. Because the dungeon stuff from back in the day was, and anybody who's played the Zelda games was cheap. And our good friend Johnny, you know, who did our, he does the cats and stats. I forgot. Yeah. The name oh, you got it right. He, he's the uh, psycho big. And I remember when he told us over probably the last time we had him was uh, he was like Breath of the Wild was the best like Fallout like compilation of a Zelda game, but it wasn't Zelda. I think that was him who said it. Yep. Um, and he's not wrong. Nope. But that's what made Breath of the Wild so good because I think out of all the games that Nintendo had in their repertoire. Zelda to me had just you know passed its time to formulate playing the same way yeah in the same way it's always the first twenty hours don't mean anything and then you know the back end is what yeah matters most. and you get the master sword it's like all right here we go now we got it yeah the other stuff was just kind of yeah collect the things thing the thing mobile go to judging one two three four whatever all right power up the master sword all right we good and there we are so yeah. that was basically the point. No. aside from Majora's Mask which was why people love that one because it was different. So, yeah, and it's fine. No Bayonetta three, it's okay. You know it's announced. Yeah, I think it's closer in development then. Yeah, um, and Platinum and doesn't really like doesn't... to show off their stuff until like, you know, then they they'll. Oh, I can't. They're actually close. Yeah, that trailer's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, and and I think a lot of companies are kind of, especially after the you know the whole pandemic thing. You know, it's just kind of like, um kind of hold their cars to their chest process. a little more, you know? So we yeah. saw what happened with, like, you know, No More Heroes 3. They announced it, you know, pretty early. And then whole thing hit, and like, oh, okay. And now that's finally coming out this year, so. so And uh, understand this, for those who have not played Bayonetta 2, it is your favorite gamer's game that they've yeah. ever talked about. Yeah. If it's out for it. Makes no sense if you see somebody else playing it, but once you play it yourself, oof. 
It's a beautiful hack and slash action game. Yeah. You know, very, very twisty. Can kind of, it's, I think the best way to kind of explain it is a flashier Devil May Cry. Yeah. You know, to really, to really simplify it. It it is, and it's, it's made to be played multiple times. You're supposed to play you know, it multiple times, which and I doesn't go it, to my like, style, but I totally get it for other people. Well, I did it like one and a half, and what happened was is the trade in value, because oh, yeah. I have I have no loyalty for the trade in value. Yeah. Got me like thirty bucks. So I was like, holy crap! And I was able to keep the because um, remember, like with the Switch version, it came out one and two, and one was a free download, so right. I still could play one. I traded two, but I want three. I yeah, mean, yeah, and I got I got those games on the Wii U, so. Yeah, so like, right. downloaded by the way so ah yeah that's fine that's a digital download yeah but uh, no bayonetta 3 uh some people were expecting like a full-out mario game i'm like you're not gonna get galaxy hell no that is the that. flex it's gonna be galaxy 3 it's not gonna be an odyssey 2 i i don't i uh, don't see nintendo yeah mario's mario's uh they got zelda they know they have zelda they know <laughs> as much as you don't think that's gonna come out or it's not gonna be the way it is they got a metroid game in the works so Really, I think it's also easier to make a Zelda game compared to a Mario game because yeah. Mario always has to be the new gimmick. It doesn't really have to be with Zelda. A hey, Mario, day, yeah, dungeon, that's kill, true. Ganon, a Mario, yeah. like a Zelda game at this point, especially now that they have the the template for Breath of the Wild, they can kind of do it both ways. Oh, we can do it. They can do it like Breath of the Wild style until everybody's kind of tired of that and be like, "Hey, we're going back to Ocarina Time style." Oh, it's innovative and oh my god, what a callback they. You know, just kind of like Mario Odyssey went back to like Mario 64 style. I'm like, oh, you know, so and Mario games kind of have the pressure of this game has to be one of the best games ever made <laughs> every time it well, comes I, out. I think I think it also has the pressure of there's always a companion because for every Super Mario um, Galaxy, there was what Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers, you know, game. Same thing with Super yeah, Mario 2D Brothers, one. Wii U. Then came the Super Mario. Um, Although World. I could see Nintendo basically pulling a Metroid Dread and be like, "Yeah, we know we have Super Mario Maker, but here's what our professionals can do with the new 2D Mario game." You know, I would play it because if it's fun, at the end of the day about Mario, if it's fun, let's do it. Some Zelda games, I'm like, this is not fun, uh, but I gotta do it. And yeah, that, was that not Twilight Princess? You know, and yeah, a lot of points in Twilight Princess. It was like, and the Wind Waker as well, uh, especially looking yeah, for the yeah. Triforce pieces. It's just but like, you see, I did Wind Waker on the Wii U, and it was uh, such a yeah, you got change. the streamlined version. Ah, uh, it, it it made it superior. It's like my second favorite Zelda game. I played like four or five, and I know about the other ones, um, but yeah, you know, like Mario, there's a lot of pressure. And everybody's like, we want Mario Kart 9. I'm like, do you though? No. Do I really need one? It's no. a very simplistic game. And there's a reason why there's only like four games in total that have come no. out. Mario Kart 9 is going to have like a Battle Royale mode or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Master it... Chief on the Warthog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Because it fits. Does it not fit? I mean, you know, Mario Kart 8 was slowly... It was slowly turning into that. So, yeah, they got Link, they got the Villagers, they got the Inklings, and they got all those costumes from, like, the Amiibos from different characters. So, And they had, like, an F-Zero course, or two of them. So I could see that. And an Excitebike one, too. So uh, here's, your, here's your Halo course. Hey. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of hoping, you know, I was hoping, like, this year would be, like, the year, like, the gap year would be like, all right, here's our other franchises, folks, you know? 
Can we just comment how every time it's E3 for Nintendo, Andrew's like never on for it? I think this is like two years knows. in a row, and I think it's like the funniest thing. He knows. Thing. <laughs> All right, Charles is just gonna gush about video games. So okay, I'm, I'm just yeah, we're we're gonna comment on some sports. I, I was in, in a span of two sentences. I can sum up the other sports that are going on in this world. Just yeah. Simple. I was hoping for like the the secondary, more secondary franchises. I was hoping at least for like a new Donkey Kong Country or something. I'm not sure. Sheesh. I was like, I, was I thought maybe we could get a Star. Fox. I feel like we could get a Star Fox. I feel like people would be totally up for that there, right now. I, I get F Zero is kind of niche, and you know, and not everybody's not you know high speed racers are really hard games to play. F Zero GX was like one of the hardest games I've ever played. Uh, but Star Fox is up the alley. It's got, and like we, we had the idea. People. Remember, you said like, oh, we could totally see a Netflix series of Star Fox characters or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh my god! And I feel that like you have a lot of the, the Joy Cons are just so intuitive now compared to like the Wii remotes that I want to actually fly with the Joy Cons yeah. as I'm trying to shoot stuff because I'm playing Star Wars Squadrons, mm-hmm. which may or may not be a future thing. Of, yeah. Uh, you know, non-sponsors. We'll see. Oh, if only you had the VR headset for it. I, make, I, I gotta finish it. You know, if you had the VR headset for that. Oof. Oh, oh. But you see, like, there, there's. We're all about creativity. We're all about that fun. Let's, let's. Nintendo see loves their there. accessories. Hey, why not a? And, and I think that will push uh, it. A it flight stick Joy-Con holder for Star Fox that comes. You know, Star Fox games come out. You know, came out with the Rumble Pack. Hey, throw another plasticky thing. Nintendo likes and doing that. Of course. That. And of course, it's very niche, but a lot of games for Nintendo are niche. The reason why I like Nintendo games is because I think it's the best way to kind of do platformers. Because I find that the only, you know, developers who make me happy with my platformers, because we grew up in a different generation, kids, there was no Fortnite, no Call of Duty. Mm. We got that when we were, like, basically um, young adults. Because even Call of Duty and Battlefield were not the Call of Duty and Battlefield that you guys were using. Yeah. We had Call of Duty yeah, it wasn't until like, like the 360 the where that thing started to like modern warfare yeah. basically 2008 or whatever so what we had was platformers plain and simple that was our thing and then fighting games and platformers and some shooters but shooters back then and, were kind of stilted yeah and actiony type of games like yeah. I don't know Devil More Cry PS2 era I'm just thinking of that you know yeah, action adventure. Yeah, because we, those are formative years. We're you know. 12 and 14. But so with Nintendo, they made the platformers because it's not them. It's indie games that I would play, you know, for the platformers. As I oh, mentioned, Guacamelee. I can yeah. never speak highly. Oh, no. They're, they're, oh, man. I'm still, I'm still surprised. I'm like, Sega, come on, man. We're Sonic Mania 2. Where is it? Yeah. Where, you know, licensing rights. They want the to profit off of the movie. Where's the Horg? Oh, man. <laughs> I could see it's been off. The hey man if the same guys are handling a movie game of sonic 2 or whatever sonic yes of, of the sonic 2 movie hell yeah i'm well, all for it knuckles is in it i know that's happening already i've already know who they're gonna voice as them is it wrong that i want well like, tails is rings? the actual voice of tails like who does that's it now but is it wrong that I want Ving Rhames to like voice knuckles and <sighs> i can just like marcellus wallace is up in this oh yeah place? Because I, I, for me, it's like the best inside joke. I mean, because I didn't even like you know. I still to this day have not seen one Echinata or what the hell, the hell they call it. I've never seen one in real life. Like I had to Google it like last time. Not close the this. enchilada, baby. Enchil- <laughs> pretty much. Hey so, man, you know, it's, just, a, it's a running meme in the Sonic. 
universe and Knuckles, baby. Oh no. <laughs> Let me have like my this is Ugandan ah oh, Ugandan Knuckles. You need Ugandan guy to voice Knuckles. That's what it needs to be. I, I mean, so Demon Houston. Or we need yeah, or or that wrestler that that's trying to put on a Nigerian accent. Uh, oh, poor Apollo Cruz. <laughs> yes. No, let, let's let's not do that. Let's oh. Okay, so hold on. We are at where are we, man? We have been on a we're massive we're time. at nine, so we're on two hours. Okay, yeah, we're we're about to hit that mark. So, uh, NBA playoffs, Philadelphia. Oh, actually, well, what's going on? Milwaukee was up. It's twenty five fifteen right now. So I don't know. You might be eating some more pie, Charles. I'm not sure. Uh, no. Okay. So time, <laughs> time to communicate, if I may. Milwaukee, and I understand that I've been in the other position, so I shouldn't talk. Mm. But Milwaukee is healthy at the right time. That's the case of playoffs. But and... to me, this is not a fundamentally, you know, still Celtic. I'll eat the humble pie. It was never going to be cleared. Last week, I, I made the declarations of what would, you know, they had to do. And they win the series. That's fine. But, you know, this is very much the feeling of, oh, hey, remember when we said the Toronto Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors, but we disregard everybody else got hurt? Mm-hmm. This is kind of how I would feel about it. And yeah. I'll just take it. The Nets are... This has been my week with sports, Francisco. Everybody I don't like or hate is winning, and everything I love is losing, except for the Tennessee Titans and my chub for um, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. Everything else is fine. But Milwaukee and Nets, I haven't watched it because – I actually, that's a lie. I watched um, – game three which was good but neither team wanted to win that you know and here's the thing it injured uh that team almost took that from milwaukee after that's being true. down near 30 that that's why i'm true. like and that's why i told you i'm like are you scared of this team because i'm not because let me tell you something playoffs is not the time nor but, the place okay to give up and concede yeah kind of and yes if, they still won but i watched that entire game that milwaukee team versus uh phoenix no, 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 I'm talking. I'm, t- I'm talking about Eastern Conference right now. So, oh. like, as much well, as I'm loving what's going down, what's going down in Atlanta right now, I'm loving it. And if they pull it off, whoo boy! Oh okay. my! I, I am going to be the shut most down the human being. Shut down the franchise. I, I, I'm going to call Brendan. Shut down I'm the franchise. Tell him he needs Fire to jump Rivers. on the show. Fire Doc Rivers. Yeah. I'm- I'm going to tell him he needs to jump onto the show because he remember when I made that declaration where I outright said that Philly team is not scared of me. He's like, Ooh, I don't know about that. I'm getting everybody mm-hmm. who's got it. And I'm like, I'm like, the, I'm going to the serve receipts, them. Actually, so, yeah. yeah. I'm going to be like, you know, Cartman with Scott Tennerman, eat your parents kind of thing. <laughs> because I told you I was not scared of Milwaukee and yeah. I was not scared of Philly. There's something about, because you, okay. Yeah, sure. You got Doc Rivers. You got Doc Rivers. What is the man known for? Wasted talent, <laughs> you know. All those you, years in with the Clippers, yeah. You you know where Doc is better suited to a team like Atlanta that was kind of like trying to figure out the new talent how to win, and that's what he would have been suited. He did that for. in Orlando, yeah, exactly. And he did it in L.A. because L.A. was sucking it. Yeah, and but then they got Philly. Because here's the thing. Let me ask you this, Francisco. You kept uh, what's his name? Brown, the coach. And you put them with the same people that helped that team flow, which was getting shooters. That's the mm-hmm. whole purpose of getting um, the other Curry, uh, Seth. Seth Curry, mm-hmm. Seth and Steph. I'm like, you know, speech yeah. kind of kids. Yeah. That's the whole thing is that you gave them the shooters that they need and people who are reliable when the big guys are actually, you know, not playing when you're getting the stars. 
that, that's essentially what the same offense would have been, I felt like. So I, I don't think Brown got a, a bad job. I think he'll get an opportunity to coach again, to be honest with you, especially since he was a loyal soldier to Philly. But I think he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I don't see, like, I don't think Doc has structurally made this team better. Oh, they're the number one, you know, defensive rated team. Like, Doc, where was they never known for defense? Doc is known for assists. Yeah. That, that's everything that he did. He's always been able to make his point guard, like, that lead kind of guy. And it works for Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons, out of 12 men deep on the roster, is number 10 on the guy you want taking the last shot. Yeah. That's some truth. Hmm. Um. I feel bad for Embiid, and we, we, you know, I don't hate Embiid. I, I don't think I actually talk smack about Embiid and us that stuff. Who do I talk most stuff about? Uh, Simmons. Yep. Because I don't, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. Versatile, perfect. That's great. You know, he, he's an evolution version of, he's the all-star version of Evan Turner. I get it. But when we get the Simmons, you know, it's special. He has the repertoire of always getting hurt. This guy is playing on a torn meniscus. He went four of twenty, point two five shooting percentage. Um, last game, he's having a bang knees with Clint Capella and possibly John Collins if they do switches. Those are some big men. Hmm. You cannot handle that. You're going to waste your franchise already half the franchise star who has these debilitating issues on yeah. a hope and a dream of a win. Can't, you don't trust that depth. You don't trust that coaching that supposedly is in there with Doc to go at it with um, with him. What they got a uh, Dwight Howard. Right? Is that their backup center? I believe. I think it is. Is Dwight there? Don't trust. My goodness. I think Dwight's there. Let wow. me let me verify that because Dwight's moved around a lot. Maybe he wasn't there, but we know he was with the. Uh, I mean, he was Lakers. in the Lakers last year. Thought, yeah, I thought I he. Thought... No, he's with the 76ers now. Oh, so wow. you don't have that offensive touch, but you you don't try to do a couple games to really get the proper. I think it's risky. I, and yes, people can play through. Um, those kind of injuries to have Wade was basically playing on a whole strong one and then he had to get removed and he regrets it to this day because mm-hmm. your body actually needs its ligaments. But I don't know, man. Like that's that's hindsight is twenty twenty, especially if you're giving some people some max deals because you're still gonna be hurt and then when you lose, presumably, whenever you lose or whatever round, and then comes the surgeries that you have, you're out for an extended period of time, for a longer period of time. Philly to me I think we said last time why I was impressed with Tyron Lue with the grit that the Clippers have shown in um, their game against the Mavs. And then I would say even now against Utah, but I'm going to comment on that in a second, um, is that, you know, Tyron at least won something. I don't think Doc had the wherewithal to do it, to win, because there's stubbornness in coaching and when to fold them and when to call timeouts and when to do the matchups and when to say, all right, I think this guy's going to get majority of the touches. So let's put this guy, let this guy score and go from there. Um, very poo-poo kind of um, playoffs, and I hate it. I, I texted you the other day. I'm like, why is it that every time I stand for a Western game, it just sucks? But yep. that Clippers uh, Utah yeah. game has been good. But yep. I'm gonna eat some humble pie because I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, Francisco. I'm sick of the teams that I'm talking about. I'm sick of the teams that I'm talking about. Just you know, going from there, and I'm, I'm just gonna eat my humble pie. Oh, I already did the Chris Paul thing. I get oh, a nice right. serving. I'll, I'll get a second hurt serving because he's good. But fine, fine. I'll eat the Devin Booker pie. Mm-hmm. I, I I just still don't get it. But I'll eat the pie because you know what I tell myself? It's better to still be a scorer on a playoff team than never make it at all. Fine. I will give you the Devin Booker thing. It could be worse. They could be trying to win playoff series like they did with a uh, you know a, a, a 
Oh, Jeremy Taché, our good friend at uh, Swings and Mischief, is going to hate me. And Brecker said, Jeremy's his Bally name. Sports. Yeah. But, you know, Bally Sports, look at all the shout outs that we're giving because we're actually talking sports related. They're going to hate me. But it's better trying to, to go and go to the playoffs with Devin Booker than a Justice Wilson or Winslow. Sorry. He's not even, he's a, you know, he, he's a Winslow because his wins are low. Not even doing anything <laughs> in Memphis. But that's what we were bringing out, were we not? Yeah. So, fine. I'll eat the humble pie on Devin Booker. I still hold true that when a person is that, the, the still the sole optional score because DeAndre Iden isn't your main primary guy. Fine. I, I'll give it to the Chris Paul effect. I'll give it to the Monty. And I like Monty Williams. I'm not even going to like talk poo-poo about it. But fine. I will eat the Devin Booker pie kind of situation. I'm, I'm going to treat it like his vegetables. I don't know what my least favorite pie is, but I'm going to treat it as that. And it's no hatred. Devin, you might convince me. Maybe it's a product because I haven't seen West Coast games. I don't hate any player who hasn't done anything wrong in this world but for two seasons i've been on the show three years right mm-hmm. two years i've essentially been like nah don't see it fine i'll eat the pie and they're gonna win it's just gonna happen because every team i seem to be going against yep He's is winning. succeeding so go ahead win it get your pie good for phoenix good for the town did something the actual with, with hand me down superstars as chris paul Oof, that's a slight insult but it's kind of true because no one but you know slight insults of a hand-me-down superstar still superstar where you know chuck couldn't do it instead we're going to build around these core guys i think what really has made that team better is jay crowder which i know uh jeremy had talked about in the past of letting go and we didn't want to let him go but we didn't want to put all that money for a guy who's not offensively scoring but yet then we trade for trevor reza and he was just fine yeah so go ahead Devin. Eat your pie. I wish you success i i think it will be kind of interesting to see the Devin booker versus joel Embiid. Um, matchup because is that not one to the same draft class? Oh, I, I think it is, and those storylines write themselves. I'm big on drama, man. But I real uh, you you talk for two seconds on that as I verify because I think that matters. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. So I'm no just... one wants the Clippers in the finals. By the way, I'm just saying that right now. Yeah. We all want Utah, but no one wants the Clippers in the finals. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. I- I'm all for Phoenix right now. I want Chris Paul to get his one. Yeah, I can get, get that his too. One. All right, so it's um, Joel Embiid was number three. He was in the Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker. Ah, um, okay. Devin Booker was not. I think Devin Booker was in the following one, but I think he was in the same one as um, get this Zach Levine. Joel Embiid was with Zach Levine. And I'm uh. like, oh. Jokic was also in that draft, the same draft of Joel Embiid. What a and here's the, to comment on the team that actually got swept, um, aside from the Heat, which the Heat there was an expectation with with Denver. I don't know if you can use that excuse. Yeah, um, Devin Booker was 2015, uh, pick 13. I don't know if you can use that excuse that we didn't have um, Jamal Murray because you went without Jamal Murray and Monte Morris against the Portland Trailblazers and you beat the Trailblazers. So it, it just kind of seems like they ran out of gas, in my opinion. It seems, I mean, yeah, it seems that way. It seems like they just, uh, Denver never just seems to get over the hump. They just can't. I don't know what it is. Or, or the whole, can, can I say it now? We're, can't be the course field effect, that's for sure. So. No, but we're going to say it and it's going to be terrible. Maybe even though you're oh. We could talk MVP. about what we posted last week about the certain getting MVP, you know? Even though you're only MVP, you're only MVP mm. for the regular league. I mean, granted, 
Let, let's not be but, dicks for a second, because that's what you and I are sometimes compared to Andrew. Jokic played phenomenal. Oh, no. Not, I'm not taking legendary. that away. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve having it. But we know. He wasn't a difference maker, because only a few players are difference makers going solo. I've seen Allen Iverson win a game out of spite. Yeah in the finals mm-hmm. that's what i mean about the guy i've mm-hmm. seen dame lillard single-handedly stave his team from elimination with one shot and go yeah. to the next round that's the guy yeah i mean I've dame lillard with a crushing. slightly more competent team and he beats that denver team he beats well, that denver. Sucks. you know but I'm, I'm just saying but yeah no no it's not like jokish didn't earn it i'm just saying the nba was in oh. a situation where they could hand the mvp to somebody who had numbers to justify it while also while also uh, serving their means of uh of their international global appeal and i'm just saying that you know they don't have yao anymore so they they can't do the whole chinese market thing right now not that they don't have it, but I'm just saying, like, hey, now they and they've already conquered Canada with the Raptors winning that championship. I'm just saying, like, all right, now we got this whole Eastern European thing that's even happening right now. We got two studs everybody loves. So, you know, like you got the Slovenian and, and Jokic and all this, uh, you, you got uh, Luca, and it's like, wow. There's a lot of Eastern Europeans that have a lot of money. And Eastern Europeans, there's a lot of people in Europe. And it'd be nice to get some of that. There's a lot of basketball played Mm -hmm. overseas. You know, we've we've had Powell. You know, we had Tony Parker from France. It's just, it's putting it all together again in all of Europe right now. And so it's like, ah, the NBA is trying to. You have Brazilian players even. Not everything has to be just I'm just saying the money's in Europe. The money, that old money is in Europe. That TV money, that's in Europe. They want that soccer money, I mean, you my had friends. The greatest, you had the greatest Russian basketball player ever in Timofey Moskov. Just saying. You Mr. want defensive basket. You want that European soccer type money. That's what they're going oh. after, my friend. And they're going to try and get it. We're okay. not even talking about pounds as in the uh, the equipment. We're talking about pounds like mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just saying. Like, the NFL's, you know, made their inroads in London, but that's it. NBA is going What's the population throughout the entire continent of Europe versus America? Is it bigger? Yeah. You know, we can't even call it North American sports. We can't even get a fan base in Mexico, man. Yeah. One te- we tried two teams in Canada. Yeah. No one want to stay for the Raptors for the longest time. Think on that, kids. Let's see. Think population of Europe. You have to go the whole thing. It's got to be a lot, man. Definitely. Population of Europe right now. Uh, let's see. Where, where, is, where is it, man? Where, where is it? Okay. That, seven, okay. As of 2018, 742 million people. USA is, uh, or North America, if you want to count the three. Uh, that's debatable. I, I mean, it says 2019, it says 365, but I would assume that's like 400. Let's just round it up to 400. So, I'm just saying, there's a lot there. That's a lot of money. All right. So much money. All right. And it's at, it's at a position, like two star players at a position that's most loved. Everybody likes a big center who can shoot. Mm-hmm. God forbid, you're just a rebounder and a shot blocker. Hazan. And, you know, everybody loves, you know, the multiverse guard that is Luca. Mm-hmm. You know? And hell, hell, why are we just dimensionalizing it 
to just Luka and Jokic. You have arguably the trendsetter for some of this stuff from many years ago with Goran Dragic. Yeah. Just saying. And this is Eastern oh, Europe because we already had, you know, we had we had the Casal brothers, Spain, all right, and yeah. and, and the Lopez brothers, okay, yeah. and you, you already had Tony Parker from France yeah. as well. I don't know who somebody I mean, else is. Also you have the so. Greek freak, Giannis. Uh, Giannis is yeah, that's Giannis right, is making that. And so the NBA is that's that's the new because they they better they, international players. They went with like Yao was their big thing for China. That was it. It was Yao. It was basically Yao. That's it. But but here, yeah. They they're they're going the full the full thing at this point. All right, if they can get if they can get a British basketball player, it's over. It's over. Yeah. That that's what they're looking for. If they can get one of those, or maybe even a German baby. one, that's it. Okay, Charles. I, I think we we, we got to get we want sports kids. We got to get the cage. We got to do it. Oh, right. the cage. I think I can keep the cage a bridge a little bit just okay. because of certain things. But welcome, everybody, your weekly True Clucks, the cage with Charles. As you know, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is stage fight. It's a song and dance. It's about men and women chasing championships, men and women chasing respect, legacy, beating the holy hell out of each other. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Maybe that's something that we have to talk about in a few seconds. And sometimes wrestling is just about pure endurance and patience when you're going through some really dark times in the wrestling world because the booking is terrible because you don't know what the hell's going on but then you're giving a chef's kiss of the match that's just oh so beautiful kids that's right there was a pay-per-view on this weekend nxt takeover in your house francisco knows how i love my nxt pay-per-views a lot of you have been listening to Cage for a long time. No, I love my NXT pay-per-views. I myself love the NXT pay-per-views a little bit. And we also have another pay-per-view this weekend. Father's Day weekend. Jesus Christ, man. Too much wrestling going on there. But a little bit update on the other world. There was another pay-per-view over the weekend for Impact against all odds. Moose versus Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship. As you know, Kenny Omega, he just has all the titles, I guess. Goes against Moose, a long-standing, long-time Impact loyalist loses because for some reason we want to keep your main title on someone who's an outsider who's just basically freelancing in an agreement i don't like it i don't get it you look at moose maybe his wrestling's a little tilted stilted because it's a call back to times but damn man something's got to give because i don't mind kenny but this is the problem sometimes when you have a guy who's in a faction working Speaking together is that the matches the titles, there's a nice all the titles he has the, the AAA belts. heavyweight championship he has the AEW championship he has the impact championship was also the old tna championship because they had like a little fusion thing my beef with it is that kenny's a heel kenny has a stable kenny ends up winning because the young bucks Matt and nick jackson who we also used to wrestle for impact when they were tna helped interfere to help superkick Moose for Kenny's behalf and lift up for the one-wing angel. This is what I don't get. We crap on WWE for doing the Survivor Series for the fight for brand supremacy when it's Raw versus SmackDown, especially if there's been like a draft and the guys had just been put on and the guys had just been put on Raw and SmackDown just recently. But at least they fight each other. If I'm Impact and I'm defending my territory and, I'm def- and I want to chase that main title and I got AEW coming in and they have my ch- main title and then his boys come in for Omega. Am I not going to have a sense of pride and establishment 
for my organization to try to at least help interfere. Sammy Callahan. Hell, technically the Good Brothers could even interfere, but they're Omega's boys. So maybe you complicate the stories there, right? Make it interesting. Have some interference, something. TJP interfere, you know, do something. But we're just going to let somebody walk on through, dominate, be the big kids in the yard, piss in our soup. I don't know. When did wrestling organization spirit become Charles during retail during Black Friday? Or on his last days working at retail? I don't like it. I don't care for it because I still think it's going to be Trey Miguel who takes it from Kenny because Trey was the only one of the rascals who did not decide to go to the WWE. Uh, Wesley and um, Nash Carter went to NXT to become MSK. Now they're the NXT Tag Champions. So, uh, hey, thank you for staying with us and taking our average money. Um, when you could probably gotten paid more, we appreciate you. That's going to be your reward. But anyway, Kenny's going to go against Sammy Callahan at some point. Um, in the coming months, maybe at Slammiversary, we shall see. So that's a little update there. I got nothing on J New Japan for you yet. You already know Shingo Takagi won the championship. Charles was very happy. He was rocking the Ron Burgundy erection gif of that because we love uh, <laughs> you know the, the dragon over in this household. AEW, um, they're doing the build because eventually we're going to get Kenny versus Hangman Page. I like it, but the problem is their pay-per-view is not going to be for a while, so you know there's going to be some filler. I don't really have much to comment. Like, congratulations, John Moxley, on the birth of your daughter, you and Renee Paquette. Many happy congratulations. Look at that. We brought some sweetness into our hearts here. I'm very proud of us because um, I'm trying to rush on through some things. Do I want to go NXT or do I want to go WWE pay per view? You tell me, Francisco. I'll let you Which choose. Which one did you enjoy the you most? Well, Hell in a Cell is this weekend. Mm -hmm. NXT TakeOver was what's your review what's your review let's let's talk a review and then we can talk about you know predictions because what is life without charles doing that nxc takeover in your house was just kind of okay just kind of okay because this is what i feel like is the relaunch of the new era because there was a couple matches to go in there you had a trios match of a winner take all of bronson reed the north american championship and MSK, the tag team championships, putting their respective combined titles on the line against um, Legado del Fantasma, Santos Esquero, Mendez, and Joaquin uh, Wild. And it was a good match. It was a good filler. It was a good start up into it. It makes no sense to me to have a all titles combined winner takes all thing when you could have had just two separate matches that could have been equally awesome of Santos Escobar versus Bronson Reed and MSK versus Legato, who I can watch go all the time. Um, but I have a feeling that you will get that kind of conclusion anyway but regardless say it was you know enjoyable it had a kind of like a good match quality it was fine it was good then you had mercedes martinez versus zayali wasn't too crazy about it i've seen zayali in person i don't think i've seen mercedes in person or maybe i have but zayali now has this whole like thing where she's under um possession or leadership but this whole spiritual asian ancestry thing i know it sounds terrible but that's like the only thing i can describe it as because there's mei fang of tian sha i'm not even making up words guys this is like literally what it is i know i'm i'm saying some dragon ball z finishers but that's the name of the characters but i would best describe her as like chinese fiend if you want to put that on the twitter so what that all means just type in like xia lee or something like that or uh mercedes martinez or takeover or meng fei or whatever but it, it was like an interesting component because the match itself wasn't really good but then the after effects were Mercedes Martinez went to kind of hit her with a chair and then she just kind of like got choked out by um, I guess her name is Mei Feng um, was interesting to me because even though with my NXT I like more of the wrestling as opposed to the entertainment aspect sometimes you need a quick needle shot of injection into the body you know 
main roster stuff is more about the entertainment. You can leave uh, the wrestling component in my NXT spot. That There you go. I see one little thing is there a demon arises. Yeah, it, I think that's like the best thing I can describe it. It was just strange and different, but at least it's a new road, a new prospect, something that we can go on into it. Then we had a ladder match. Cameron Grimes versus LA Knight for the million dollar, dollar title. That has some prestige because it was made famous by the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Um, you love those good old 1980s, early 1990s wrestling. That's what you're there for. They have been feuding. You get Ted's love and respect. It was in a ladder match. Very good match. I was giving LA Knight some stuff, formerly known as Eli Drake, because I'm like, there's something that doesn't fit the mold. I don't really think he's an NXT guy. I think he's more of a main roster guy because he can work and he can speak on the mic. And I like Cameron Grimes, but they put on a show. They took bumps in the body. I liked it. You have the women's championship match of Ember Moon versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Good match. I liked it. I think it helped put over Raquel a lot more to kind of show that she is an aspiring champion because of the fact that her run's kind of been meh because her only title offense was against Mercedes Martinez. But then we got to the big one, Francisco. If I ever have children, I hope to God I never have more than one child because if everybody's my favorite, who am I going to root against? You know, because I can only see the punishment in my life is I'll have two sons who go play in the NFL or go play in the NBA or go play, probably not NBA, I'm a very tiny person, only five, seven, or go play baseball and they have to go against each other. It's basically like being Archie Manning and having to see Peyton and Eli go against each other. But the pay, this is what it felt like. Who would I root for? Because the pay-per-view main event was not one, not two, not three, not four, but five gentlemen of exquisite wrestling abilities. Yes, even Kerry Cross included to you haters for the NXT Championship, Fatal Five-Way. And it consists of Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, Bebe, Kyle Riley, yes. Johnny Gargano, we love the way. Pete Dunne, ooh, delicious. All going for that championship. I love all those dudes. I love Karrion Cross. he's like 6'3", and he will beat the hell out of you. We don't walk the same street as Very us. scary, man. Very scary, man. We <laughs> love Johnny Gargano, who really kind of birthed my whole loving of the indies to NXT stuff he's put on like three or four or five star matches i can list for you without being biased adam cole baby i have a shirt of his need i say more kyle riley who you know how excited i was when adam cole kicked him in the face on saint valentine's day takeover and then pete dunn the bruiser wave the baddest man at nxt it was just perfect they it's not the greatest match i've ever seen but it is damn the match I needed it to be. It's like ordering your cheesy Gordita Crunch or your Crunch Up Supreme and Taco Bell. You know what you're getting yourself into. And I was like, Karen needs to win. Let's get Karen some victories here because a lot of these guys, it might be call up time. It might be call up time for Adam Cole when him and Kyle finally resolve that stuff. It might be call up time for Johnny when he's finally done. Pete and uh, Kyle, you keep there. Karen can keep it for a while and then he can get called up. But they played the story right. It was, hey, Karen Cross, gotta beat you. Four on one. He was an animal. He destroyed people. There's ports where he's getting knocked to the table, beating up outside because he's ganged up on and everybody can go against each other. And then you got the feuds. You had Kyle and Adam reigniting their feud from the last takeover pay-per-view that was in April. But then they also, there was a sweet moment, Francisco, where they look at each other because they see Carrion hanging on the ropes on the outside apron like, we got to work together. And then they powerbomb him to the table. It's stuff like that. It was so good. It was the right kind of storytelling. It was Ron Burgundy erection gift moments. Oh, there's Karen just standing up. Karen the Barbarian. Loving it. Pete Dunn's like, come on, boy. Let's hit me up. And what the thing about Karen Cross is he's like 6'3", and he weighs like three of those guys. 
and he retains because Kyle had Adam in the heel hook. Adam was trying not to tap. He wasn't going to tap. Oh, God, he was so close to tapping. And then Karen comes in and just cross jackets Kyle. And Kyle would not relinquish that hold. But he passed the hell out, and Karen retained. I'm like, mm, chef's kiss. I loved it. It was enjoyable because it was the only match I was looking forward to. But it was like picking my children. Holy crap, the Blue Jays and the Yankees are both at 5-5 with the runs. And can I just get consistency in my life? Apparently not. And then Tampa and the Islanders are tied right now. And Brooklyn sucks. That's thoughts on that. Hell in the Cells this weekend, yeah. kids. I kind of hate the fact that Vince still does this thing where he doesn't announce the whole cards um, fully because I feel like there's more matches that should be in there. I don't even know which ones are fully going to be in the Hell in a Cell, but as you know, Hell in a Cell structure made famous Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and in, in your house made even more famous Undertaker, Mankind, 97 or 98, maybe 99, I think it was 98. What we're known about that is Mankind's getting thrown off the damn top of the Hell in a Cell through the damn table. Always going to be seven. That's what 1997. Damn, I'm good, kids. Um, damn, I'm good. I'm going to pat my own back on that because that was the nsc take takeover or not nxc takeover but that was the in your house where kane first came in they were building up into it but um a lot of good hell in a cell matches now it's one of those gimmick pay-per-views i think they have ray versus um roman reigns in a hell in a cell match i can get behind it you know father wanting to beat up the man who beat up his son it's basically a copy and paste of seth beating up you know Ray and Dominic intervenes and all this other fun stuff. But sometimes with storylines, it's simple. We see in soap operas, it's good. Love what Roman's doing on SmackDown. Why? Because it's not really about Roman and Ray. It's about Roman and Jimmy Uso and Jey Uso, the cousins, because Jimmy's back trying to fight for the soul of his brother, basically saying, you as a universal championship means nothing if we're tag team champions because we have the gold to the table. We're also the tribal chiefs of our people. Stop using this manipulation towards us because it's going to be leading to like a match between them and it's going to be great. Title, no title. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. Sure. Hell in a cell match, I believe. Okay. What's the stipulation? If Drew loses, he can't get another shot for the WWE Championship. This frightens me, Francisco, because I've enjoyed Bobby Lashley's run. He's not hurt business Bobby Lashley, but he's ladies man Lashley and he's just enjoying that lifestyle, being a champion and kicking your ass and looking good way he does it. These are my two concerns because you know how I feel about Drew McIntyre. He's Drew Borentire. I like him more as a heel. I want him as a heel champion. But, but if you put a stipulation like that of if Drew loses, he cannot challenge for the top WWE championship ever again, two things are going to happen. He's either going to win, which I doubt, or something worse is going to happen because there is the WWE draft that's happening in August. And he's going to go to SmackDown and he's going to be the one that takes the title off of Roman. Why? Because they peppered it a little bit. They had the Survivor Series match when it was champion versus champion. And Drew was kind of looking good into it. And then Roman low-blowed him. And then he choked him out after the low blow. And Roman retained. And then they had the WrestleMania match two years ago. That was just fair. It wasn't even that good. And the Survivor Series match was just fine. It wasn't that great. It was kind of good, but not that fantastic because it was a predictable ending. That's what scares me. Don't ruin Roman's legacy because Drew, because it's not even Drew, I'm sorry. It's Vince wanting to push it onto Drew. Drew can have a very natural elevation and return into certain things. But to have him strip it from Roman, to take that championship of Roman, doesn't work for me. Now you say, Charles, who is the right person to beat Roman? I give you two options. One, John Cena. That's your SummerSlam match. The storyline is John comes back. He's looking to break, break Flair's record. The crowd is going to want to know, do you finally cheer for Roman? Because you spent so many years booing him, even though we like his hair turn. 
or do you want to see John Cena break Ric Flair's uh, record of 16 times going to 17? That's compelling. I would be okay with it if he won it. I would be okay with it if he lost that match, but it's compelling. Or the better way, Roman has a grueling hard-fought match against whoever. The Uso brothers turn on Roman, knock him down for good, and then what happens? The money in the bank cash-in contract. One, two, three, whoever wins it, Sami Zayn. One, two, three, that person's champion. Roman's no longer a champion, and he never got fairly beaten over it. And he can chase that a little bit, lose because of interference, and then go from there. It's a way of protecting him by never having him lose clean. Ray Ripley, Charlotte Flair, don't care. Bianca Belair versus Bailey could be fun. All right, maybe they had a eh kind of match last pay per view, but maybe it's the thing where they, you know, sometimes you need a second helping, just like Charles gets a second helping a humble pie when it comes to Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Really, it's more Chris Paul than Booker. But I have predictions. Will I watch it? Yes. Is it going to be good? Maybe. Gimmick matches are weird. Gimmick pay per views are even more weird because the ones that you shouldn't enjoy, you enjoy, and the ones that you're supposed to enjoy, you're like meh. And the last Hell in a Cell pay per view match, I think you try too hard. It's like, uh, but then you don't really try at all. It's like, oh wow. <laughs> I I need the brutality of a Hell in a Cell match, and you don't really get it fully in PG thir- PG era. And the thing that mm. I'm missing that I haven't seen yet, but I'm assuming it's going to get announced this week on SmackDown because it's on Friday, is you're going to get Cesaro versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match because they're still feuding. It's still happening when Cesaro had probably match of the year with roman at the backlash review seth came out and hurt cesaro even more they're still building into it it's a blood feud i want a blood feud for a champ championship sure but i want a blood feud sometimes just to have a blood feud and that would make me more happy to come into it nxt just announced because it was rumored guess who's back back again samoa joe's back in nxt friends and he's gonna be an enforcer now because you know stuff's going down because everything's getting too crazy that was a kickoff or the little cliffhanger that you leave but good for samoa joe i love me some joe he was released in the first wave of the cuts in april uh, he was doing commentary and stuff like that and had been a bit since um he had wrestled too because of the injuries but joe is just an amazing character the rumors are out there that triple h was like yo bro vince i'm gonna get him back bring him to nxt i don't care we can't let this guy go um you know you'd be foolish to do which was accurate which is true you know we love us a little bit of joe i would love him versus karen cross who ron burgundy gif all day every day is it gif or jiff how do you say i say gif because i I say i I call it a gif yeah i'm not uncultured you know it's one of those things but wrestling's at the interesting peak but we're closer to SummerSlam. it's gonna be in las vegas they're gonna want the big stuff here so you know what that means kids they're gonna go kind of crazier but you can put any kind of wrestling pay-per-view at anywhere you go, but I need the stories to make me care into it. Vince, you have basically two and a half months to make me care for the universal title, to make me care for the main title. Like if you give me Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, buddy, I'm going to need new shorts. And if you're going to give me John Cena versus Roman Reigns in that same pay-per-view, I'm really going to need some new shorts. I'm very excited. And that's all I got for you this week on the cage. Okay. Well, let's see. We have, uh, oh yeah, we we, we got to go. <laughs> We're at two and a half hours, but yeah. All right. Blame folks. E3. Blame Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. We we kind of nerded out there, but hey, man, the the virtual Yankees are about to beat the virtual Astros here on the screen. So there we Yay, go. The only recourse I have. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll we'll see you guys next week. And uh, yeah, I'm done. We're out. Bye bye. Take care.